Thursday night, and boy, do we have a challenge. We need to save a Thursday night football matchup between the Carolina Panthers and the Chicago Bears. But I think I think we are equipped to do it. We got Robert May swinging by in the second quarter. We got some fun pick em sweats dialed up, see if we can keep this heater going. If we hit our core entry, we'll give away another $100 to one of you guys out there watching tonight. And, of course, we got Steph Miller swinging by to give us the recap from Week 10 waivers, how our high-stakes teams are doing. It's the Shipcast with Pete. Ben and Pat, let's go. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> this is what? This is what I'm hot. Anita Handjob. Hand Fix your sight. Jamar. <laughs> Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you Tony? You can't handle the heat. He looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> 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 All right. We are live. As that cold open was finishing, I was just envisioning. Imagine if we were, um, if we had done a ship cast on that for that Jets game. Uh, oh the other God, night. dude! That we should have. <laughs> Brittany was so mad. She because she, I mean, she has Brees Hall on our fantasy football team. Like, you oh, know, no. like, where does she get her ideas? Yeah, where does she get her ideas exactly? <laughs> Um, but she was just watching Zach Wilson and she was like, this is so bad. Like, this is a professional football game. Like what is happening? And I just, it just really made me love her to be honest. I was like, so happy. I, she I was. Sean and I had a bunch of really close sweats with these guys that we talked a little bit about on bananas. <laughs> and I wrote about on, on Tuesday in my introduction to stealing signals that we had some close losses. I hadn't checked our whole portfolio when I wrote that I had four games decided by 10 points or less where mm-hmm. I had Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson. Turns out I had seven losses where I had either Garrett Wilson or Bruce Hall and lost by 10 or fewer points. Only one with you guys, but dude. six other losses, dude. Yikes. Oh, no, brutal. so I think two with you guys. Two, the the, the um, Fantasy Pros Championship team we have, Bruce Hall was on that team and it lost by like five points. Just and I don't, I rarely watch Oof. full island games that aren't the ship cast and uh but for some reason i i stuck that one out i don't know i had built some pick entries i had some showdown lineups so i watched it all out and it is so frustrating and i know i'm speaking to the choir to everyone here but how electric Brees hall and garrett wilson look yeah, with the ball in their hands they play at a different speed that yeah. ever like Brees's spin moves and how silky he is so it, silky and, and it's you're just like holy shit this is being and so. He, he right leans now. forward when he runs. Yeah. He's like a he's like a raptor in Jurassic Park. Like this dude is gaming <laughs> on everyone at all times. Like I'm afraid for the defenders when he's running. Like he's hunting them. Well, it, mm. it's crazy. Like he gets up to speed so quickly. I think is what's and and to be able to do the spin moves and stuff and then like get back up to speed. That's what's so fun about him. But yeah, yeah it's just Zach Wilson. I mean, I. It's like one of those things when I was writing the walkthrough, I was just like, I've run out of things to say. I found some things. I found some things to say about Zach. But it's just, <laughs> it's so consistent. Uh, like every single week by the advanced stuff, he's just, he's terrible. Every yeah. single week. <laughs> and you think like, because there was like a period where the discourse about him would shift a lot every week. You know, like, oh, they're, they're, but it's just based on how well the defense played. Like he was fucking shit. In every single yeah. game this season, it's so, just so frustrating. The was the Chiefs game not half decent? That no. was the one game where it wasn't that good. I'll pull. I'll pull it. It's like literally every, he threw more passes, 
And so that was the first game where yeah, he yeah, actually yeah. started, and yes, I wrote about this this yes. week a little bit, but he started standing in the pocket a little bit more. Because when you go, I went back through everything I wrote about him this year a little bit this week. And when you when you looked at the beginning of the year when, when they had Fitzpatrick on the Manning cast, Peyton Manning and Fitzpatrick and those guys, because they're on Monday night when Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. I know, and yeah. it was one of the first snaps, and they had Wilson the whole game. And they were so mad at him for bailing out of the pocket but, but not extending plays. Sean and I were talking about it a little bit today. And he was talking about like comparing it to Sam Howell, how Howell extend plays. But those guys extend plays laterally and then can take off and run. When Sam, when uh, Zach Wilson runs, it's it's a huge U-turn. It's a 20 yards back. And then he's lucky to I get back to so the line much. of scrimmage. It's so annoying. He I runs. Mean, he He like goes really far back. And then he like, after he goes far back, then he starts running still back. But it's like a, a lower angle, and then he like tries to do a C back, and then he whips the ball out of bounds. Like it's the worst fucking. Shit. Or he runs, he runs out of bounds at the line of scrimmage, and you're like, that's what you scrambled. You ran seventy yards to get back to the line of scrimmage. That's your scramble. You can't gain ten yards and get to the the first down marker on a scramble at the sideline because you're so deep. And but he did in the Chiefs game finally start standing in the pocket. What's so funny about that is then he just started taking sacks like constantly because he has no feel for the pocket. They, no. they obviously talked to him about staying in the pocket. First four games, three or fewer sacks every game. Next four, four or more in every game. He had eight on Monday night. He's just like, any like until that strip sack late, like five other passes he had, it looked like he was going to get strip sacked. As he goes back to throw, you're like, how do you not feel that guy? Like that's going to be a turnover. I mean, he just, uh I think what happened with that Chiefs game is the, uh, <laughs> the the narrative ran out of control because Patrick Mahomes also had a bad game and he eclipsed him in like a bunch of those counting stats, right? Didn't he have like more completions, more yards? And so that narrative yeah, was like, yeah, Zach yeah. Wilson outdueled Patrick Mahomes. And then that colored everyone's mind of like, maybe Zach Wilson's got it. He just went toe to toe with Mahomes on primetime. And I was like, yeah. no, that's not actually what happened. Well, in terms of EPA per play in week four, he was nearly – Five times better than he had been in week two or week three when you compared to the percentiles. But he was seventh percentile in EPA play in those in those weeks, jumps to 34th percentile. So I guess like maybe there's like more um like jumping around than than I said, except like it's all that's the highest he's been all season. So it's all like bottom third or lower. And he just kind yeah. of bounces around in the shit, the absolute shit zone. A little bit, but like, <laughs> well, the, the the other interesting thing about the Chiefs was he really did stand in the pocket and deliver more balls, and I think maybe it caught the Chiefs off guard a little bit. But then other teams were like, "Wait, you're going to stay in the pocket, and we can just bring pressure." You have no feel for the pocket, like that's what Brandon Staley did. He is a smart defensive coordinator when there's like an easy scheme advantage, and they just like found ways to get pressure and collapse the pocket, and he can't handle that. But he's being coached to stay in there because, like, they, they know that he can't turn and run backwards 30 yards. That's not going to work either. So he's standing in there. But then, I mean, once teams figured out, oh, he's going to stand in there and he can't feel any of this pressure, we're going to get pressure on him. And he's he's just absolutely lost. He's lost. Yeah. I also I also think they're calling plays really silly. Like, they they have a really low pass rate of expected on first down, but not that low of a pass rate of expected overall which is, in my opinion, the exact opposite of the way yes. they should be handling things. They should be like whatever cool screen pass or you know your best passing play you got, call all of those on first down and tr just really fucking hope you can get to second and three because second and three right. is like a miracle. And then do whatever you want. You run the ball, 
right? You got an explosive running back, so running the ball twice on on a short second down is is fine. That's exactly right. It's the obvious, not obvious passing downs. It's way easy. There, there. That's this has been split and looked at, and it's they're called obvious and not obvious because when you throw on like first and ten where it's not obvious, the efficiency is much better. The feeling catch I was laughing at because we talked about whether to play his fancy points or his receptions. He got negative yardage. So it, with a halfway PPR, yeah, it was yeah, like Ben was really pushing us to, to the reception. So that was exactly <laughs> right. We should have been going right. there. Uh, I, I did just pull up our core entry uh, pickums tonight. I was waiting until the first down in this game to uh, show all of our hires Love in it. this game. Uh, <laughs> we do have Adam Thielen higher than six and a half receptions. We got Chuba Hubbard higher than 8.45 points. I know that line closed a little higher, as did the Deontay Foreman one, our third one. We have higher than 9.55 fantasy points here. But very good start uh, for this drive with Adam Thielen. Uh, two catches here. Yeah, one of the, I mean, great. we looked at the fancy points versus the receptions. He's gone over the. They had a fancy points line of about like twelve point five. He's gone over that in four of eight games. It was the four games that he scored TDs in. He's gone over the receptions line, the six and a half in six of eight games. He's had multiple games where he caught more than six and a half balls, but because his eight so low and, and he's not gaining a ton of yards necessarily, he didn't actually get to twelve half PPR fantasy points. So you're like, all right, well let's we'll just play the receptions. So far, two catches for I think like four. Five yards, four yards. So we're. Uh, did you guys, did you see what just happened on that play? Bryce Young. Bryce Young just he, can't do. He stares down Adam Thielen, who's like not open at all, and, and he's like, finally. "Oh crap, he's not open." And then he runs, and then he looks at Adam Thielen again. He's still not open. So then he just runs to where Adam Thielen was. <laughs> okay, but if Zach Wilson did that with Garrett Wilson, it would be. It would be a monstrous improvement if Zach Wilson could do this with yeah. Garrett Wilson. <laughs> it would be amazing. Because Garrett there was one play that open, killed right? the... so You just run to the open space that Garrett Wilson found first. Yeah, exactly. There's there's so many plays where obviously I'm I'm hyper focused on Garrett Wilson, and I'm sure a lot of us are. There's so many plays in the game where it's like, okay, he has he has one-on-one coverage. You just need to throw the ball up to him because you're mm-hmm. taking sex. But there's right. one in my mind. I remember where there was uh trips left and there was kind of a safety over Garrett was the one receiver on the other side. The safety's kind of shaded to his side and Zach Wilson drops back and he looks to the trip side, the safety that was shaded to Garrett Wilson's side, right at the snap dead sprint. They showed the end zone view dead sprint across to the trip side. I don't know if you guys remember mm-hmm. seeing this replay. <laughs> But I think that, like, it must have been something that they knew from film, like Staley knew, whatever, that when they show that they have the safety shaded over the one-on-one, that Zach Wilson's going to look to the other side of the field and never be able to work his way back. So they, they show the safety, and then he just sprints. He's just gone, out the gate. And, it's and so disrespectful, man. And and it's, rightfully disrespectful. Bryce Young has to hit that throw, by the way. Yeah, yeah a little overthrow weird. there. Um, Zach Wilson stared at the trips the whole play no one came open and took a sack like that's i mean it's so it's like if you if you can just get back to garrett wilson in one-on-one coverage he has the whole side of the field in one-on-one coverage and he's oh. one of the like i think garrett the, the most frustrating thing is i think garrett wilson is playing incredible that toe tap he's play he an open score dude i think i believe he's, he's i think he's a top five wide receiver in the nf i mean that's there's a lot of really good receivers that's yeah. a really bold he's, statement he, but like one of the things five. is one of the things this offseason was the Garrett Wilson versus Chris Olave debate where Olave had a little bit better per route run stuff. And a lot of people said he should have won the rookie of the year. And I was like, you know, doing my semantical nuanced arguments. But I was like, Garrett Wilson's better. Like, if you actually watched, he's a better player. 
And I'm going to make that same argument this offseason. And Olave hasn't been great, but he might end up with better numbers again this year because Garrett Wilson's dealing with a horrible yeah, quarterback should. situation. But Garrett Wilson is so freaking good. Like the, the stuff really that good. he does, it's just incredible. Uh, let's take a look at our other uh, five legs. So we kept this core uh, for the two. And then we had a couple little kind of other correlations and plays we'd like. Um, one is a lower here on Tommy Tremble, nine and a half receiving yards to prove we know ball. And Gretsch to prove we really know ball, a man I definitely knew existed before today, Frankie Louvu, higher than eight and a half tackles and assists. Yeah, he's gone over this three weeks in a row. He's been in double digits the last two weeks. I mean, truth be told, Daigle sent a tweet about this a little yeah, bit This ago. is a Daigle sent a tweet. <laughs> oh, no. That's our alpha on this is Daigle. Yeah, yeah. he oh, said God. he's been all over the field the last few weeks or something. And it was, a, it was an anti-Deontay Foreman tweet, which we – and then we paired it with the over. We played it with – well, so then I – we had talked a couple weeks ago, and Pat, I knew you liked this one. We had Brian Robinson on where I was like, yeah, because this guy's like – He's good enough to get to the line, but not good enough to like break away from the linebackers. So it's probably a game yeah, where the linebacker is going to get enough tackles. I love that. I love that. Deontay Foreman's set up the linebackers. Yeah, he set up the linebackers. They're the perfect amount of explosiveness. <laughs> so, uh, so if Lugo's no been all over the place making all these tackles in the second level, Deontay Foreman and the, the heavy run game that we're playing <laughs> seems to correlate, right? <laughs> like, Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. So we have that one, and then the other one was kind of a fun one. Gretch uh, really wanted to get some DJ Moore uh, hires in here, uh, which we liked in the uh, in the five leg here. We got that in, and then we coupled it with a Darnell Mooney lower. We were actually super in the weeds looking at the Rotoviz matchup Raider, and the Panthers have been pretty good against the the pass, but primarily to guys in the slot. And Darnell Mooney is running the majority of his routes in the slot this year. You get DJ Moore outside where they're a little more beatable. So we kind of like this correlation of Darnell Mooney goes lower and DJ Moore goes higher here. Yeah, I think that yeah, was fun. And, and we got DJ Moore with that screen catch. I was kind of intrigued by the idea of maybe them them trying to get the ball out uh, in the screen game here because the, uh, the Panthers actually have a decent pass rush. So that might be one. And we saw that. It's not just like a random thought. Like we saw that with Bajant when, when he first came in. He was like nonstop throwing screen passes to DJ Moore. So we know what they have that. They went away from that the last few weeks a bit, but this would be a spot where you would want to get the ball out quickly a little bit more. Um, already seeing like one wide receiver screen is nice. One of the sure. concerns that I had with Moore this year was the the fields, the high rate of scrambles and sacks taken and the number of dropbacks that don't actually turn to pass attempts and those things. More has been as advertised in the sense of if one of the stats I was I threw at you guys was the percentage of like his market share of receiving yards per week. Like he's had some down games where the the whole Bears passing game has been down, and they've had several of those games, and some of them have come with Bajan. But Bajan's first start, no air yards at all. They, he got a little more vertical last week. He had that one pass to Velas Jones where Velas Jones just fell down, and it could have been a long TD. I saw that they made Velas Jones inactive this week. I'm hoping they're going to let the young guy continue to open it up. But more tends to get his. He has been a legit number one. They have, I think, every week and since since week one, he's had at least twenty percent of their receiving yards, and um, it's like frequently over thirty five percent. I think it was like five of the weeks. It's over like th like you know over a third of their receiving yards have gone to to DJ Moore. I don't know that necessarily this is a game where they're going to throw for three hundred yards, but if they throw for like two hundred. 
this is a low number for a guy that's that dominant of a number one, right? 55 mm-hmm. yards is mm-hmm. like, it feels a little in, disrespectful. In the use, it the does. best thing about DJ Moore is exactly what happened on that screen game. Two things, right? Manufactured touches near the line of scrimmage and letting him cook after the catch where he's so explosive. Oh, so like, Deontay Foreman, five-yard run, Frankie Louvu tackle. <laughs> yes! I thought you were yes. I saw the Foreman run, and I was not dialed in to, uh, to the first. Uh, yeah, I wasn't even thinking who made the tackle, man. <laughs> I know. That felt so good. That was uh... – sorry. sorry. What number what is it, no, no, even though all you. numbers look the same? It's 49, and I didn't know it was his number, but I saw Louvu on the get another back of tackle, jersey. buddy. No, that's Mooney. Is, there... is that oh, another tackle right there? Was that Louvu? Yeah, if it's 49. Oh, baby. Yeah, okay, look at him Luvu. run it down. Oh yeah, that's a tackle. I'm behind, but yes. How did I get so behind? Dude, that's that's the play because Darnell Mooney's good enough to break one tackle, but not not that second linebacker tackle. That's <laughs> we were thinking of that all all along. Um, Let's see here. All right, where are my Lubu uh, tackles up here? Love seeing Foreman get fed here. Oh, he just fell on top of Foreman. Can I get an assist? <laughs> it was he was like already down. <laughs> Oh, this is perfect. The Frankie Louvu sweat is fantastic. The um I will say like the one thing that's nice about the core too is just like going with the grain on how these teams like the Panthers have been getting absolutely gashed by the run this year. Here's another yep. foreman run. Um and the Bears, and Pat, you were pointing this out too, like their run defense has been really good on the interior. Uh, and then playing this through kind of the quick hitting receptions, hopefully a little Chuba in the past game, a little Adam Thielen there. So uh, not not necessarily having to go contrarian against what these teams do well. Yeah, I mean, Chuba could get, like, the Chuba one doesn't necessarily, you know, he is a running back, so maybe the run defense hurts us there. But we kind of thought about maybe playing it through the receptions, thought about playing it through, through the receiving game. Ultimately, we settled on the fantasy points because I feel like you have more outs there but felt comfortable with him getting like a decent amount of the receiving snaps here. And, you know, I would not be interested in playing Miles Sanders against this, this run defense. And in some ways, maybe the bears run defense helps them, you know, shift more towards the Chuba side of things in the backfield. Um, We can get there on the receiving side if, if it's just totally bottled up on the ground. Yeah. We will eventually need some sustained drives, uh, but (laughs) someone (laughs) the chat Pointed out that ESPN, I just went and checked too, did not give Luvu the tackle on the Deontay Foreman run. I'm like really confident it was Luvu because then I, I saw the number and then I saw his name and then it was the same dude that made the tackle on the Mooney play the next play. Oh, they're going to run this punt back. Come on, man. Tackle him. No, what's the flag? There's a flag. Mike, come on, man. Was was he almost got tackled by the punter? And you just can't. Yeah. You can never get tackled by the punter. I was thinking about Chuba's fantasy points where if he could get inside the 10 and just give us a cheap little rush. Yes, that that's nice. what both Foreman and Chuba, like that's the thesis of the fantasy point play, right? Is a touchdown yeah. just chews up so much of it. <clears throat> yeah. That would have been beautiful. Yeah. Mm. What's what this flag? flag? Yeah, what is the flag? Rupesh just says it's going to call Rudman and get that tackle sorted. 
Thanks for nice. <laughs> thanks for pitch. Yeah, I mean, if it's either Redmond or I was about to write a letter to a congressman, um, I don't know. <laughs> would be better. Okay, so this oh! is counting. All right. Wow, flag. All right. So not necessarily the game script uh, we want. We'd rather the Bears, I think, get a quick TD, but. Yeah, I mean, at least bears. something happened. We got that. that is, yeah, that's the <laughs> good for just being something. here. <laughs> it was exciting. Um, so people are asking about uh, Bryce Young and why it's been so bad. Um, I think I think it's a lot of its pocket presence. I think his pocket presence is like real bad. Uh, I like just watching him. He like he drops back. He like drops back. Like he's like just like playing like uh, flag football or something. You know what I mean? He's just like kind of, he's like, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> when he, it's like he doesn't even conceive of the idea that he's allowed to have rushers come at him. And then there they are. Uh, he rates pretty poorly in a lot of the same stuff that Sam Howell does with like, um, you know, taking a lot of sacks and making mistakes on first reads, you know, not kind of moving off the primary design of the play. Uh, he, he allows pressure at a decent rate. He's got a decent uh, pressure to sack rate. None of it's as bad as Howell, but I also think like Howell's shown an ability, like he'll he'll make some fun plays too. Like he's gonna hang in there and try and try and try, and then it takes a lot of sacks, but he will also do some fun stuff. And I feel like the Bryce Young experience is like a little bit less of the Howell bad stuff, but the fun stuff is just like ten yard throw Adam Field. Yeah. Part of that speed. though, we've been saying it since like like March. They did a horrible job of building this receiving core. Like Adam Thielen. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I started to come around on Adam Thielen a little bit in Silent Signals the last couple of weeks because the reality is, like, Pat, remember we were talking about it a few weeks back where, like, I had called it a non functional part of the offense. And then I came back around on that. And I was like, it actually is kind of functional because he has nowhere else to throw. Thielen's his outlet. He's like his tight end. And they, they actually probably want the rookie to have that. The problem is, like, he just has to go to that because. Mm-hmm. DJ Chark, Terrace Marshall, you know, Jonathan Mingo, none of these guys win down the field ever. Like they're just not open and they none of them really profiled like they would have been open. Like it wasn't a good receiving court to begin with. And so he's I mean, part of the stuff where he's having a hard time sort of reading might be hard. But I also think, you know, to your point, and I think you described it really well, but that's like a hard thing. And and we're a little bit spoiled with CJ Stroud, because CJ Stroud is the best rookie at that. Like, I can remember. He's better than even, like, Justin Herbert was a good rookie quarterback. Stroud has been better in terms of how quickly he can identify and and process things. Like, dude, his ability to come back after Mayfield scored the go-ahead touchdown and just dice up a a prevent defense was, like, prime Mahomes shit. Like, just carved it up in six plays for a TD to win that game. I mean, it was so, so good. So high level. Like, we're seeing that with Stroud. That doesn't mean necessarily that Young's, like, bad like we are in an era where a lot of the best quarterbacks in the nfl are struggling with some of the complex defensive stuff that they're seeing and the way they're rolling coverages and all of this stuff it's not that surprising that a rookie quarterback might have a hard time with the ways that the nfl defenses are attacking him yeah for sure and i also in the walkthrough this week i noted that jordan love is like kind of the opposite of this thing where he kind of like mahomes Mahomes is doing uh mahomes is coming off his first read a lot He's not making a lot of first read throws. He's not making mistakes, you know, without coming off the first read. But Jordan Love is is more like Mahomes. He's like not like Howell at all. He's like Mahomes. He's coming off the first read, but he's like super inaccurate and terrible at improvising. So like, you know, you also need it's like 
some of this is just um, understanding a little bit like more stylistically who these guys are, which I think is helpful. But it's not that like one is good and one is bad, right? Like some guys hang in the pocket more and, and try to let the play play out. And there's good things that are about that. And there's bad things about that. Some guys are like Mahomes where they're like, get me out of the pocket. Let me make plays. That's good if you can make plays. But if you're Jordan Love, it fucking sucks. Like just staying <laughs> in the pocket and try to make the play that was designed. Yeah. Uh, we got some Ooh. more DJM yards here. These orange jerseys are sick. I, yeah, I mean, I are. like these orange jerseys for, for the uh, Bears. Foreman continues to get fed. Yeah, that's good to see. I'm, t- I'm tilting that we we don't have at least two Lubu tackles. I'm mean, still showing us one. That's bullshit. He 100% made the other tackle. Like, did anyone go back and watch eye. that? Yeah, no okay. one has watched more IDP tackles than me. I see these from <laughs> a mile away. You famously can't tell numbers apart. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the <laughs> worst hill for you to die on. Check down to four. Oh, yeah. That's Get it. Baby. There we go. Lubu. 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 Put Lubu. You know, right what, you know what we need right now? We need Kitchen to come in and identify if this was Lubu's body because the numbers are lying to us. <laughs> Kitchen. They gave Lubu the tackle for push, for him running out of bounds. I'm seeing that on ESPN. I'll we take that. Lubu. I'll take that. Did you see Kitchen, Kitchen ran it back on the Swolecast this week? He gave us another heart. Did he? Oh, yeah. oh that's amazing. Let's go, Foreman. Let him cook. Foreman, yes. Foreman is yes. cooking. Damn, dude. I think he ran past Lubu on that one, though. Yeah, Lubu's got to make that stop. I'm disappointed. He needs to hang on for the next five yards. <laughs> oh, my God. But this is perfect. They're going to keep giving it to Foreman. That's what's working. Oh, no, Lubu was way on the other side of the field. He would have made that Lubu. tackle. Get Lubu would have definitely. <laughs> he, he was in the wrong gap. They're running away from him. They're so scared of him. High issue. Ty Foreman shoe, get him back out there. 31 rush yards, 12 receiving. That's what 43, a half point for a catch. What is he? 4.8 already? Five points good. on the dot. Yep. Nice. Looking good. Foreman is like an indictment of the NFL's ball knowing ability. This guy's look fucking awesome every, every single in every year. Spot. Every mm-hmm. time. And then they're like, nah, not interested. And then he gets on the field again. He looks. Aw- I'm like, maybe he lost a step. I, you know, he must not look good in practice. And then he gets he on the did field. look shitty yeah. in the preseason. Like he looked bad in the preseason. And they were talking about cutting. Well, he saves it and for the, the season, dude. He's smart. Yeah, and he looks. He looks awesome. He's looked great the whole season when they needed him. Yeah. DJ Moore, come on. Oh, oh man, that was good coverage. It was. Wasn't a great throw, he, though. He's already he at really 29 on those two little screens. Like, he's he's well on his way to the 55. I mean, what what is your guys' take on, on Bajan? I mean, he's definitely above the Zach Wilson line, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's another great example. Bar, why the, yeah. He's another great example for why the Jets should be trying something. I mean, a lot of the – responses I was getting when I was criticizing Zach Wilson Monday night was like, well, you, you, you can't find the next Josh Dobbs. Like he's already, and it's like, the point is the uncertainty is opportunity. The, the certainty in this case is disaster. We know that Zach Wilson's terrible, right? Like you should be trying things just like try, 
and you might run into a Bajan. I, my, my take on Bajan is, is like you just said, like he's definitely above the Zach Wilson line. He's a little bit oh, mobile. Yeah. He's willing to take shots. He's, uh, you know, he reminds you of some of the other like random quarterbacks that have been successful. Uh, the one that I was, uh, man, I can't think of his name now, but the one um, that played for the uh, for the Dolphins for a little bit, Tyler Thigpen and the oh. Chiefs for a little bit. You guys huh. remember Tyler Thigpen? He was kind yeah. of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of mobility. Uh, Frank, uh, fantasy douche, used to talk about the whole YOLO QB strategy. And he, the first guy that he really loved to talk about was Jeff Driscoll. And we saw him play a little bit with the Lions and a couple other teams. He's kind of that way, a little bit of mobility, a little bit, you know, a willingness to take some shots downfield, high dot when he was throwing. Bajan's first start, they didn't have him throw downfield at all, but he's been doing a little bit more of it. And I think, I mean, I, I've been impressed. Like, he's been good enough. You know, he should have had better numbers last week. Uh, like I said, Vilas Jones just fell down on one that was like an obvious, like. That was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it is lap. Yeah. I mean, like in the um, EPA per play stuff, he's pretty similar to Desmond Ritter, which is kind okay. of a, you know. The, the if you like just fell into Ritter when you fight. thought, like. You know, when Fields was hurt and you happened to find Ritter, you'd be like, oh, this isn't bad at all. Taylor, what is he a little Taylor Heineke? Yes. I was there just going to say Taylor Heineke because I was saying the other thing I think of for these backup quarterbacks. And I remember when Heineke came in and led the the commanders to that that playoff win. Remember when they had that game? I think, was it yeah. over the Bucs? And it was like, he came They lost, he, but he played oh, really lost. well. Yeah, they were yeah. big underdogs and he cut it to like five right. points late and and – that's the year the Bucs won the Super Bowl, but they almost lost in the first round to Taylor Heineke in, the, in Washington. Right. And he, he didn't play scared, right? These guys come in like Tyson Bajant doesn't look like a deer in the headlights out there, which is ironic no. because Taylor Heineke's Halloween costume was literally a deer in the headlights looking at his girlfriend's <laughs> uh, headlight boobs. Uh, oh, but that's, that's hilarious. Like, <laughs> these guys, you know, that's a great outfit right there. Scared. Yeah. What a couple's uh, outfit. Yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good one. I mean, the, the yeah. move then, right? You get you got to find another girl at the party who also is dressed as headlights, and then your original girlfriend comes back, and now you're really doing the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> it's just part of the Clay, thing, okay? The, the, the photo of uh, his Halloween costume went, went viral. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Why someone in the chat says that Sim someone in the chat says Simeon has to be an upgrade on Zach Wilson. I mean, I think you have to have found that out by now, right? Like I, I and I do think Simeon would be able to process and throw to Garrett Wilson when he's in one-on-one. -on -one you know who's definitely like, an, uh, an upgrade? Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz stinks, but like 100 percent an upgrade on Zach Wilson yeah. is at a level of consistently bad that's like I'm not sure he should be a backup. Like you can't be worse. No, yeah. yeah. That's what I implied this week because I was talking about how some of these flameouts go to the spring leagues. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, that's continue on. Some of these uh, – I, I was talking about like some of the guys that they could actually go try to get now because I, I, I got some criticism that I wasn't offering solutions. I've been offering solutions prior to the trade deadline. Obviously, now you can't trade for anyone, but I started, I started naming some names from people's practice squads. And a couple of the, like, now you're getting down to an even lower level of player. But a couple of the ones that I think are interesting are guys that have played in some of the other leagues. The guy from the CFL that made the great play in the preseason, Nathan Rourke, 
uh, for the Jaguars is on the practice squad. I think they should give him a shot. And then the guy who's won the last two, uh, two-time USFL champion, he won the MVP last year, Alex Magoo, McGoo or whatever, McGoo, I don't know what his name is. He's on the Packers practice squad. But the point I was making is some of these guys that are successful in these spring leagues end up being okay in the NFL, or at least competent. That's where P.J. Walker came from. John Wolford's a guy that played a little bit for the Rams, and the Rams were trying to get him back when Stafford got hurt, and the Bucks elevated him from the practice squad to their active roster so that no one could grab him. Uh, apparently the Vikings were interested as well, but he's like a, you know, a, a bona fide backup in the NFL now. Um, but that the point I was trying to get to, and I'm having a long-winded way of getting to it, was there are a lot of guys who are like former top players in the NFL that have played in the spring leagues. They've been terrible. Like Paxton Lynch was really bad. Uh, Christian Hackenberg, former second round pick for the Jets, really bad in the spring leagues. Like, I think you're right, Pat. Like, I think Zach Wilson, if he ever does go play in the spring leagues when he's washed out of the NFL, is going to be bad at that level too because he's, he's that be bad, bad at quarterback. Level. Yeah. He's just, he can't play. He's not good. Well, yeah, I, no, did you not. guys laugh when you saw that the Rams signed Carson Wentz? Because it's like, how did the Jets not make that call? I don't right? know, man. Like, it's how, so how frustrating. Just give that a shot. Why isn't he in the building? Like, you should have, you should have like four to five quarterbacks yes. on the roster. You should have like, a line out the door. Why not? <laughs> like you're like, what's what's better? Like you know, Michael. Do you really need Michael Carter? Like Dalvin Cook can do everything. Michael, do you really need Dalvin Cook? Pick one of those guys. They need him on that. <laughs> last guy. Pick, nine pick one of those guys <laughs> and send the other one home. Yeah, I mean, from a from like a team building perspective, you're, if you're oh baby, oh that was Look a great that. ball. Wow, who was that? Yeah, I mean, who's winning downfield? Well, that was their that's third your, tight end. Oh, what? Oh, that's that Mike Strachan guy that was the the size speed. Oh, freak that's awesome. A couple years ago, I didn't even know he was on their team. He's wow. a really good athlete, dude. He has some crazy story where he's like playing suit from overseas, or I forget now. Yeah, I yeah, no, I think he's that. like he played in Germany or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? what he's is making the plays, but never forget, guys. Terrace Marshall has had nine straight incredible Augusts. You know, so <laughs> oh man, that is look at that. So he's born in the Bahamas. Thielen, yes, another um, near ben, one yard loss catch. Ben, Thielen. thank you so much for getting yes. us on receptions. This would be such a brutal sweat. Such a brutal in half CPR, dude. Oh man, his catches don't add up to anything. The, Ian's gonna put oh together, God. you know. You've seen Ian's like montages on Twitter of guys accumulating PPR points. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He's gonna do just two guys getting one point too. Thielen yeah. <laughs> clearing this prop and having like four and a half underdog points would be very fun. I normally like, oh, no Chuba. 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 There we go. Love it. So I normally – um, This game has some pace now. Yeah, wow. let's go. The uh, the whole, like, PPR I was like, going to take PPR the under, hating, and then I was like – Go ahead, Zach. No, I was going to say, the whole PPR hating, like, generally annoys me, but I, I almost always love those Ian tweets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah, that is dumb. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, 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 they are funny tweets. I, I get tilted by the, the stuff, too, because it's like, I mean, the T, whoever scores the TD, I've done this bit before, but whoever scores the TD isn't always perfect. Whoever, you know. No, I know. Like, none but of this. It's, it's, it's just making up like, arbitrary hold, stuff. Yeah. Right. I think PPR is the best version of scoring, and 
I love it because I when I see that tweet, I'm like, that shouldn't be the same. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> what you oh, should man. really yeah. do is a as a Dalton Kincaid montage of FFPC tight end premium scoring, where he's getting one and a half points for every two yard catch <laughs> by the light of scrimmage. It <laughs> Liam just rock hard in his whitey tighties <laughs> for every one. <laughs> as the Bills lose another game. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I just spliced the data on Fantasy Life's tool and I figured out he's better than Travis Kelsey. <laughs> As he just makes Spider-Man memes of Kelsey and Kincaid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. I man, that was a that was the, the best play by a uh, Panthers wide receiver this year. <laughs> I'm like super yeah. excited for that was awesome, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Former I was, track. I was a little worried it was Tommy Tremble, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> he was a former track guy, ran the 200, 400, 4x400, uh, holds a school record for the 400 meter dash. He was drafted in the seventh round by the Colts in 2021. Now he's with the Panthers, outperforming all of the wide receivers they thought were. Good enough to be there, guys. <laughs> Dude, think so, about how good Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson were in college. That they got Clyde Edwards Elaire and Terrace Marshall drafted with like top 40 picks. It's <laughs> impressive. They're, they're so good. Yeah, think about like even the amount of money, you know, based on the rookie year contracts and stuff that probably got them relative to where they otherwise would have gone. I mean, those guys just single-handedly made them millions of dollars. Millions. Like Clyde, like literally millions because he would have been uh, probably like a third-round pick. I mean, he might have been a third-round pick if Pat Mahomes didn't say, get me that guy from LSU. Like, like, I think Sean famously would say that Eno Benjamin was basically the same guy as CEH, which turned out to be true. It's just that they probably unfair to Eno. Yeah, probably unfair to Eno. Do you think Mahomes would, like, privately, again, not with zero chance, but just very close confidants, like, take the L on pounding the table for, for wanting Clyde Edwards yeah. to land? I mean, he would have to. I think he already has taken the L. Yeah. I think he's quietly at home, kind of, maybe he hasn't said it, but he's he looked over. And he was and like, they're like, you know what, Patrick? <laughs> it's fine. If you want to take another first-round pick, just tell us. We'll let you have that one, too. Whatever you want, buddy. Well, Kevin like, we're not going to hold it. Around the draft every year, he's just like, look, I mean, it's Mahomes. Like, if the cost of, like, keeping Mahomes happy is burning a second-round pick every year, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> you do it, no questions. Literally, whatever you want, buddy. You want to own the team? Go for it. <laughs> so we get a Tommy Tremble catch, but it's an Adam Thielen-esque catch that goes for a half a yard. Nice. You love it. Not even. That's nice. That's good. It went yeah. for zero yards. That's right, because we yeah. have that that under. He was on third on ah. He was third of their tight ends in um, in routes last week. His routes have really mostly been not very involved this year. I was surprised that he was even in the underdog player pool based on – I mean, he's he's had a couple catches the last couple weeks, but last week 23% of the dropbacks he ran a route on 
30% the week prior. First five games, he was under 30% every game. He did have a 37% as a season high in week six before their bye. But like Steven Sullivan uh, came back in week six and in weeks eight and nine since the bye has been just as involved as Tremble behind Hayden Hurst. So it's this like combination tight end grouping that uh, easy to play the under on. Robert Mays, welcome to the ship cast. How are you doing? I'm doing awful. How are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> we're doing good. You know, uh, like, we're sweating things like Tommy Tremble lower than nine and a half receiving yards. So we're excited when he gets a catch for zero yards. That's where we're at tonight. You guys have to manufacture your own misery. Mine comes naturally. And uh, I think that that's, you, you guys are in an enviable position because of that. <laughs> exactly. Well, we were kind of saying that, you know, like Bajent is is at least like you don't have Zach Wilson. You know, that's that's something. He, he runs around. He, he like uh, fries a little bit. You know, it's not the worst he could be. It's such a strange experience this season because most games I'm not tied to the results at all. All I care about is like, oh, how does Gervon Dexter look? You know, what sort of flash are we getting from Darnell Wright? The, the wins and losses aren't important to me. Tonight, the win and loss is actually important to me for the first time all year. So it's a very strange emotion that I'm feeling, and I'm not sure exactly what to do and, with it. And who are who? I was trying to think through this earlier. Is it that you the Bears want to win because they want to they want the Panthers? They to have win. the pick, right? Yeah, some people have been saying that it'd be better if the Bears lost because then they would potentially have two better picks. I I don't subscribe to that. I, I don't want the third pick and the fourth pick in this yeah. year's draft. I, yeah, I want right. one of the top two picks in this year's draft. Yeah, P pretty desperately. It's all I've thought about for the last yeah. like, two months. <laughs> but they can control their own outcomes for the next several months. So maybe there is something to be said about like if they want to tank, they it's easier. Like this is the only game where they can control the Panthers' outcome. So it feels so much less gross to root for another team to lose than your yeah, team yeah, to lose. Yeah. So if the Panthers just keep on losing, it's much cleaner for me. That makes yeah. sense. Do you? Do you think they want to just extend this Justin Fields absence as long as possible for tanking purposes? I don't think they want to tank because I do think yeah. that this staff is probably playing for their jobs at some point down the road because I think that becomes the biggest question. Let's say there is a timeline where the Panthers get the number one pick or they have one of the top two picks and they're in range to draft one of the quarterbacks. The question then you have to ask if you're team president Kevin Warren ownership, the GM, if he can, keeps his job. Is this staff the one to oversee the Drake May era if that were to but start? Isn't that just like an like a, a unquestioned no? Yeah. What's your answer to that? You'd think so. <laughs> You'd think so. But after everything that Paul said last week when they did the sweat trade and he was talking about Eberflus, listen, this organization has not been known for thinking logically and rationally about when you stop certain eras and for what reason. I mean, this is, we're getting way down the rabbit hole now, but one of the things that has plagued them for the last, I don't know, pick a number 20 years is that the organization, whether it's the front office, the coaching staff and the quarterback are never aligned. So the front office hires a coach, that coach gets fired. They draft a quarterback, then that coach gets fired, then the GM gets fired, then the coach gets hired, then the quarterback gets drafted. Think about it. They've done it every single time. John Fox was there when they drafted Trubisky. They fired him after one year. Matt Nagy was there when they drafted Justin Fields. They fired him after one year. So that's what's terrifying to me is they keep Iberflus for next year after oh, drafting yeah. a quarterback, and then they fire him again. 
That seems like they're cycle really... of life, and that's not good for the quarterback. The cycle that's, of my that's life, terrible. It's terrible for the quarterback. Like it's it's like you're trying to sabotage the quarterback. It, it's it really just not is the not. way to succeed. It's always they've done it so many different times. And what you have is you have a staff, whether it's at the front office level or the coaching level, that is either not invested in the quarterback or not tied to his success, and it leads to a lot of problems and it has consistently led to a lot of problems. So I would like to avoid that again, if they end up drafting another quarterback. So is the bears like fan vision board? Is it one and two overall Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, and just, we usher in a new incredible. Era. Look at his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to pick hands up here, Robert. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to pick one of the quarterbacks yet because I have people that I respect that are Dane Brugler at the Athletic uh who is very very good at what he does now has Drake May as the number one player on his wow. board. Okay. So I mm. think that there are timelines and I think that there are people in the league who actually might prefer Drake May. So I don't we're going to have That's that conversation in March or April when we get there. As much as I would love the quarterback Marvin Harrison combo, you cannot justify not trading that pick. Right, with yeah. two quarterbacks in the draft like you can't justify it it'd be very fun but if they pick a quarterback at number one i assume they will trade whatever yeah. the second top five top six pick they have is that makes sense well, maybe not maybe if they're picking at five and they want one of the players that's fine but if it's one two i think you have to trade one of them you gotta accumulate to assets you have to yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they have too many what, needs texans got what kind of compens compensation can they get for fields do you think it's a great question. I don't really know how the league views him. And I remember this spring talking to people, uh, various teams, just kind of checking in the combine, that kind of stuff. And it didn't feel like there was much enthusiasm for him. And that's not surprising after the way that last year went with him as a passer. Hopefully he'll show enough down the stretch here that if that is what ends up happening, where they have to trade him away or they decide to go in a different direction, they can fetch something for him. I assume someone will be willing to take a chance on him. Trey Lance got a fourth round pick from Dallas. He didn't play. Yeah. So the the flashes you've seen from Justin Fields, I have to assume there's a staff somewhere that says, eh, we'll, we'll take a dice roll. I don't think it'll be a high pick, but it'll be something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I got to just say this <clears throat> for the people that are watching. I Switching gears a little bit. I didn't. I, I don't have the sound on, obviously, but but it looks like Jason Kelsey's in the booth right now. He yeah, just yeah, got named yeah. like one of the sexiest men in America in the world, or something like that. <laughs> this guy's riding the, the the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. Now he's a he's he's getting people's sexiest man in the world or whatever. Someone I mean, in the chat said that the Kelseys are just now the Kardashians, and they just show That's up right. uh, <laughs> everywhere, which does feel right. It's like Donna Kelsey's going to be on the sideline. I mean, Are there any more Kelseys? Is it like a younger Kelsey brother that's going to be a part of our lives? That's a good question. I think there's only those yeah. two. I mean, they're, they're getting up there now. I mean, they're in their mid-30s. Yeah. I'm not sure when that would yeah. be coming around. I told a story. I don't know if I've ever told the story publicly. Uh, I, I knew Travis Kelsey from the time he was pretty young in the league. I wrote a story about him in like 2014. You know, when he was just a cool player and you could mm -hmm. do profiles of people like that. Stashed and now on 10 our years... dynasty benches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now 10 years later, he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best players ever in his position. But even last, it was two years ago when the draft was in Vegas. And I was at Coachella the weekend before the draft. And I saw him there. And then at Vegas in the airport security line, he was there. And I went up and I was talking to him. You know, we've known each other for a long time. And I was talking to my wife like a couple weeks ago. I was like, that'll never happen again. 
<laughs> like, that, that, like that never in yeah. the rest for the rest of his life most likely will be he be in that situation where he's no. just going through the normal airport security <laughs> line like yep. a typical human being which is just crazy to think about that that was only a year and a half ago he is now uh under paparazzi 24 7 surveillance with the biggest pop star of the world and he used to just hang Insane. out with you at airports robert <laughs> 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 he was your Coachella buddy not too long ago. Yeah. We were standing in the same spot. We will never be standing at the same spot at a music event ever again for the rest of our lives. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, I, that's a good bet. I got scrolling. I hadn't been on TikTok in a while. The other night I started scrolling and I landed on like Swifty TikTok. And there's a girl and she's doing like the green screen effect with a photo of Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey. And she just goes, I can't. I can't do anything else today. I, this photo is going to dominate every single thought I have. <laughs> it's just like them, like exiting a restaurant. I'm like trying to inspect. I'm like, is uh, what's going on here? But it's just like, I mean, these it's all consuming for Swifty Nation. I'll tell you that. What was what? Did you never got a sense of why it had struck a chord? I, it was like maybe it had this like je ne sais quoi of like I don't know they it definitely felt like two superstars you know they're kind of like have their head down not uh -huh. wanting to be seen and she I don't I can't explain it dude you just you know it when you see it I guess <laughs> I wish I cared about anything as much as they I know I don't I don't want to care about something that much. I feel like I would be more successful, like channeling whatever that energy is into something in my life. I feel like it would just take me to different heights. <laughs> oh man, uh, Robert, what's your take on the uh, the 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 Bears backfield? We we have Deontay Foreman higher than nine fantasy points tonight, so we've been enjoying all of his early runs here. It's so interesting that the way the hierarchy shook out early in the season. Because every time he's touched a football over the last two years, I'm like, that guy's pretty good. Yeah. So the yeah. fact that he was a healthy scratch early in the year, I mean, and the, the stats belie some pretty good play from Khalil Herbert. And obviously they want to get Roshan Johnson from touches. He's good in pass protection, all that stuff. But the fact that this guy was on the bench and every time he touches the ball, it, it's clear how much juice he has. It, it just <clears throat> tells you a lot about maybe some questions about their decision-making early in the season and how they were shaking out those touches. I want to ask you about the other side we we're just talking about the rookie qbs coming into the league new coaching staffs and everything what's your take on bryce young right now i mean i'm sure your take on cj stroud is, is the same as every everyone who watches football which is that what he's doing is just absurd and i think that's in some ways setting too high of a bar for bryce young who's we were just talking about during the first quarter operating with a pretty poor receiving core not a lot of help there not a lot of guys that are winning for him where do you what, what have you seen from him in the first half of his rookie year? What, what do you think his rest of this season and, I guess, career? It's obviously very early, but what, what are your thoughts on him? There's a reason that people advocate for taking the biggest swing possible when you're drafting a quarterback at the top of the draft. Because the entire point of, and what you should be chasing in those moments is a guy who can transcend some of the circumstances around him. And that's the problem with Bryce Young right now is that so much is going wrong with pass protection, how static the offense feels, lack of receiving options, but he can't transcend any of that. So if you're going to trade what they traded for that guy, he needs to be somebody that can step above and beyond what you're putting around him. And right now, Bryce Young is the opposite of that. He's crumbling in those circumstances. And I think that's the biggest concern. And so if you're looking at what 
CJ Stroud is doing right now, if you're looking at what Anthony Richardson was doing early on, I mean, these are guys where it just jumps off the screen. And when you're drafting somebody in the top five, those are the types of things you have to seek out. And so some of the things that made Bryce Young special at the college level where it's, you know, it's instincts and pocket movement and all of that, he clearly just can't do those things at the same level because the speed of the game and the size of the game is just so much different. So I struggle to figure out ways where he's going to have plus traits. And when you trade away what they did for somebody at number one overall, that's a pretty concerning place to be halfway into his rookie year. And it, it stinks for them that CJ Stroud is lighting things on fire so because good. now that's the national talking point of man, yeah. some regrets over there. Like if CJ Stroud was just middling, you'd have so much cover right now, but you have no yeah. cover. There is nowhere to hide. <laughs> there, there isn't. And he's looked incredible. I mean, and that's the most frustrating part about it. And that offense just looks so much better. I mean, everything that Bobby Sloak is doing and all the buttons they're pressing, it's just so much more dynamic and interesting than what's going on yeah. in Carolina. I mean, you there's so many things that we could ask you about that would relate back to, to fantasy. I'm really interested in Houston's offense. I've been trying to place like how, how valuable, like, is this a top five passing game? These receivers for, for fantasy purposes have been f fantastic. Nico Collins, Tank Dell. I mean, are, like, I don't know how high to be valuing all of them, but CJ Stroud to me is, and the way that they're running that offense, there was a period where they were getting a little too run heavy for my liking the pass rate over expected stuff lower. They got back to the positive, like plus 5% this past week. And I think like, the first time all year they were positive. Yeah. Cause they, they were like more it was really nice to see, but, yeah. and, and you see that that's the way that they're going to win. And you have to assume that's what they're going to do the rest of the way. <clears throat> I think this team can like win fantasy leagues. Like I think this passing game is going to put up mm -hmm. big numbers. He's going to win rookie of the year. Like how good is this from a statistical oh. standpoint? What would you say it's a top five? Like, uh, you know, I know you do a lot more actual ball knowing than, than our, our fantasy stuff, but it seems like that great of a passing game right now. Especially in this climate where there are so many teams that yes. are struggling and so many offenses that are struggling yeah. to find footing. It absolutely feels like that. And what I just love is you look at all of the underlying elements of what the offense is and you just see the Shanahan in it. Them mm -hmm. using heavy personnel to make defenses simple. I haven't looked at the numbers in a couple of weeks, but you know they still use a lot of 21 personnel with Andrew Beck. They're getting big bodies on the field, and it simplifies coverage for them. So the Niners last year, like one of the beautiful things about the Niners is even when they weren't running the ball that consistently over the last couple of years, the threat of the run and the personnel that they use makes defenses really simple. They saw the most cover three on early downs of any team in football last year, I think outside of the Falcons and the Falcons weren't an NFL offense in 2022. <laughs> and if you look at the numbers for the Texans this year, it's very similar. And it's that's probably why they'll continue to lean on the run more than they should, because mm -hmm. as you're thinking about what the recipe has to be to get to those places you want the defense to be, you have to do it often enough to give it credence. But I do think that they're slowly discovering what they have to be to be effective. Yeah, which is true. Yeah, that's which, um, yeah. So yeah. I, I, the Niners is another one I want to ask. That sack is just so classic. Yeah. Um. Oh, the, the Niners is another one I wanted to ask you. I just want to I just want to interview you for, about all this stuff that I've been writing about that I, I think I know what is kind of going on, but I'm not actually sure, and you would know. Do you think some of their struggles the last couple of weeks are because Debo's out and the lack of versatility and some of that stuff? I mean, how, how like, Debo being banged up, or is it more Purdy? I think Purdy's been similar to what he's been for the yeah. most part. I think that the if you look at like turnover-worthy plays, everything else, I mean, the, that game he played against the Vikings where everyone was freaking out, it's the same game he played against the Giants, yeah. just in reverse. 
And so I think that's the biggest issue is that the balls that are interceptable are being caught. They're, they've gotten caught with coverages a couple more times. I do think the Trent Williams thing is real. So if you yeah, look at go. the way that Trey Hendrickson effect, affected that game when they played Cincinnati, I think that is a problem. But for the most part, I'm not concerned about it. I think when he gets back and I think when Debo gets back, you're going to see a similar type of offense, similar type of explosiveness. Like they haven't changed that much to me. My concerns about San Francisco are rooted way more in the defense than they are in the offense. You guys see What's where they're uh, not great. What's your concern you about San Francisco? I mean, their run defense has been actively bad so far this mm. season. Like they're, they're the bottom of the league and in, in, uh, run defense success rate, all that kind of stuff. And we were talking about the show a little bit today. And one of the beautiful things about the late stage D'Amico Ryan's defenses. So one play in particular, I, we always talk about, and I think it's a really good example. They played Seattle on a Thursday night in the middle of last season. Seattle comes out and empty it's third down and they have the running back at the number one spot. Fred Warner is lined up over the running back. So everything about what's happening there tells you it's man. Right. So we get man coverage. This is how we're going to we have something dialed up and they drop back into cover two behind it. And when you're in the 405 level of the defense that D'Amico Ryans has been running forever, that's the type of stuff you can do. And I think some of the disguises, some of the plan, it's become a little less complicated, a little bit easier to decipher. And so you combine that with some of the run defense struggles. And I think you're seeing some of the issues that they've had over the last few weeks. When you say. Running backs, so you said empty, running backs in one, he's way out wide, and they have a linebacker way out wide with him, basically playing outside corner. And so that's what's yes. to tell it's man, but they drop into a zone. Yes. It, yeah, that's so that's cool. They the Niners have done the Niners did that a couple times last year, and then the Cowboys had done that because that was it's honestly like a really good microcosm of why offenses are struggling right now. Because that's one thing you could do to pretty easily dictate or pretty easily decipher information if you're the offense. Uh, we're going to line up this way. They're going to show us this. We know exactly yeah. what they're in. And that's just no longer the case. So, so many things that used to be easy buttons, pathways to easy offense, just aren't there anymore because defenses right. have figured out what their answer is. And that's, I think, is just one small example. Okay, I have another really broad – sorry, Pete. I, I just <laughs> want to piggyback on that and just frame it a little bit for this week. Do you think it's wild that they're uh, three-point road favorites over the Jags this week? No, because the Jags, while I think a good team, the Jags are still incredibly frustrating. I mean, the Jags offense specifically is a really hard watch for me sometimes because they have this running game where it's really boom or bust and they hunt out these explosives, but they have so many plays that go for negative yardage and Travis Etienne is maddening and there's still the turnovers like the like Pittsburgh game. All you need to look at is like a four play stretch. Trevor throws a beautiful ball to Christian Kirk while he's getting sawed off in the backfield. That drive ends with Evan Ingram fumbling a shovel pass later <laughs> in the game. Trevor throws this beautiful ball to Calvin Ridley on a crosser. He like keeps it away from the safety. I'm like, oh God, that's that guy at his best. And then like three plays later, he throws a red zone interception. So <laughs> while the Jags are very fun sometimes, very talented, and I think their defense is playing at a really, really high level, I don't think there's some bankable asset right now. So no, that's not yeah. that surprising to me. I also like I feel like the Purdy stuff has been pretty overrated in terms of how like bad he is all of a sudden like they've they've lost some games he he had one really bad game but um he's still first in epa per play he's first in success right like he's like and and some of the stuff is getting baked in like the mistakes are now like he's getting uh the defense is making him pay for some of the turnover where worthy throws and stuff and he's he's playing more in line like his stats are more in line with his actual play and he's still first 
And the Jags don't have a good pass rush, which I think is critical for Purdy, right? You got to keep him clean and he should be like decently clean. Are you worried about uh, him this week being able to, them being I'd be a little bit worried about the Trent Williams, Josh Allen, because, Trent Williams, because Josh yeah, Allen's yeah. Josh Allen's played really well this year. I, I would totally agree with you, though. I mean, this may be like a contrarian hipster nonsense take, but the last couple <laughs> games that Purdy played, he did stuff against the Bengals where I was more impressed with him in that game than I've been in plenty of the supposedly great games he's played over the last couple of years. Like, I think he's actually done some decent stuff over the last couple of games out of structure on the move as a scrambler. So I, my opinion of him has not changed at all over the last two weeks against Jacksonville. Specifically, we previewed that game on our show today. It's an interesting matchup because again, what the Niners really like to do is over the last couple of years, when they get teams in base defense, when they have their 21 personal lineup with use check on the field, they just carve you up. They teams stack the box and they just throw it all over the yard. The Jags play more base defense to 21 personnel than any team in the league. That's what they do. They throw big bodies against big bodies. The problem is they're incredible at defending the pass out of it. Like they've been so, so good at that this year. So some of the ways that the Niners typically like to attack teams, the Jags just aren't going to let them do that. And so I think it's a really cool kind of cat and mouse game on that side of the ball. And when they aren't in those big bodies, they disguise coverage right now as well as anybody. I mean, they're throwing a lot of junk ball crap at people in the most fun way possible. Like Mike Caldwell is very much a descendant of Todd Bowles. And I think that this is another one of those games, similar to Cincinnati. Like that's what Lou Anarumo does all the time, where there's a chance. And Brian Flores, same deal. Like he's got three coordinators in a row, Purdy has, that are going to show you one thing and then do something wildly different off of it. And sometimes he struggles in those moments. So mm. I think... I'm not worried about him down to down, but I think this is another one of those games where they could get him once or twice. That whole thing with defense is showing one thing, doing another. Um, I I referenced uh, Jordan Rodriguez' awesome series over at the Athletic this summer. The play callers on a bunch of my work because this summer because I thought it was awesome. I, I remember Robert Sala was talking about some of their goals, but Sean McVay was talking about that specific point. Um, where like he he used to want defenses essentially to to play things perfectly because then he felt like he could attack them and it's just so different now you don't know what there's this is a broad trend and it may it may relate to this it may not relate to to this but one of the things that I've been seeing so far this year obviously we're in the world of the stats we're just looking at target shares and stuff it, it seems like elite number one wide receivers are dominating passing games like we haven't seen in a half decade like in a decade ago we had like Brandon Marshall once had a forty percent target share right like we used to have. 200 target seasons. Julio Jones had one. Calvin Johnson had one. We haven't had as much of that the last few years as the shotgun three wide receiver look started to become more prevalent. We had more spread offenses. It's We're still seeing a lot of spread and a lot of this stuff, but we are seeing A.J. Brown is blowing away Devonta Smith in a way that wasn't really expected. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, and their offenses. These guys are seeing 16 target games. Like, And we're seeing like the, the Cowboys come out of their bye and their pivot is – CD Lamb. Like Throw to CD Lamb every single down. Yeah. Yeah. And is there something? And, and I, I saw some interesting data about it that maybe that the, these number ones are particularly dominating when they get into single height looks. Is there something mm -hmm. that you're aware of that is leading to this trend? Because I'm it's something I'm trying to like. It's a great question. And and I think the broader kind of macro trends defensively wouldn't necessarily lend to that. I honestly think that yeah. the the single high stuff for Philadelphia, I think, is very much the case. So if you look at A.J. Brown's target share against man coverage, it's hilarious. 
So he gets 50% of their targets against me. <laughs> so every single time the Eagles face man coverage or every other time, Jay, I mean, you, you've seen the plays. Just think about yeah. it anecdotally. I mean, they're just running go balls to the guy who's bigger and faster and better than the players on the other side. And we I call him a grown ass man around here. They're just like, I'm, I'm going to throw to the, the grown ass man over there. And I think on the CD, the CD stuff is interesting because that is now they're putting CD at the X. So where he used to play in the slot and he's on the formation side where, you know, if it's, if it's three by one, he's the slot receiver and the three receiver side. Now he's isolated. So they're trying to create more one-on-one matchups for him and just potentially simplify the ways they're trying to get him the ball. Mm. And against quarters, that kind of makes sense. That kind of turns into one-on-one on that side because of how the coverage distributes. So there may be something to that. Uh, but I, I haven't thought about how the number one receiver thing necessarily plays into some of the macro trends we've seen defensively. But it's yeah. a good question. It's a new it's a new trend. So it is something we'll have to learn more. You about. know, with is there like is anyone tracking this like you sh- you show them one thing you then you do another type stuff? Because I just I would be I would love to just be able to dive into like um, who's doing it. You know, like which coaches are doing like this is clearly such an important thing and it's it's an important trend that we're seeing. Um, around the league, but you know, some teams are, are kind of slow to catch on, which could maybe be an edge to target those teams. So I think there, there are people doing it. Um, just like, what are you showing in terms of like the pre-snap shell? But now mm-hmm. the majority of teams are playing with a too high shell on the majority of defensive snaps. So if you're just very like over the last 15 years, let's say following the macro trends, like around the league, the Seattle cover three took over the NFL. So they'd start doing that early 2010s. That becomes the defensive meta. So you have all these teams playing single high and just playing some combination of cover three and man for the most part. So the Shanahan teams rise to meet that in like that 2016, 2017 stretch. And just think about the 2017 Rams and what they looked like. It's under center play action, big crossing routes against single high. So you're just crushing teams on explosives on those big crossers over the middle of the field against single high. Well, and then getting okay. light boxes. I remember Todd Gurley ran at like a higher rate against. Yeah, they play boxes. at eleven person. They play eleven personnel yeah. on every single snap. So that was their version of it. But the Shanahan, even though Shanahan plays in heavier personnel, similar sorts of ideas. If you think about what those teams were, it's play action. It's big crossing routes against single high. As defenses shift to meet that, it starts happening in 2018. The Lions are really one of the first teams to do it against that Rams team in 2018. They start playing a lot more quarters, so you don't have the answers to the test before the test starts. When teams are starting in that quarter shell, it can be anything. When you're starting in single high, it can really be only cover three or man unless you're doing some complicated disguise. So now you have all these teams borrowing from this Fangio idea where we're going to play with a too high structure at the beginning of every single snap. But after the ball is snapped, it changes into whatever. The Rams are a very good example. When Staley got to Los Angeles, they're playing with that basic idea. Even though they play with a quarter shell before the snap starts, they played less quarters than almost any team in the league. They're playing cover three, but they're dropping down into it. So the backside safety is now dropping into those deep crossing routes that used to destroy teams. So it's just creating like a little bit of hesitation at the snap where the quarterback doesn't know what's coming. So think about play action. You're turning your back to the defense. So what you saw at the beginning of the play was this umbrella coverage where it looked like quarters. Then you turn around after the play fake and it it looks entirely different. So that Fangio sort of defense was perfectly designed to meet what all of those play action heavy Shanahan teams were doing. 
And then there's more stuff to it. A lot of those, the solid teams now play quarters, like specifically, it's not more cover three, like those Fangio teams are, but that those are like the general broad strokes of, I think how it's all changed. But, and we haven't really seen the offense be able to rise to meet that. I mean, I feel like the defenses are getting even better now. I mean, they they've are. gotten, I mean, there we saw that that really manifest in 2022, but they're taking it to a new level. Their red zone defense has gotten better. Percent of drives that are getting to the red zone has, has actually gone down. I mean, the scary thing for us in fantasy football was like, what if the defenses continue to get even better rather than the offenses having a punch back? And they the defenses seem to schematically just have a huge edge right now. I think I think they have gotten better. I think they've gotten better at a couple different <clears throat> spots. So the the easiest answer if teams are going to play those light boxes is let's just run it at them. The problem is defenses have gotten so good with how they build their personnel where they know they need run stuffers now, front structures, and just stunting and changing the front as the snap is happening. So run defense has actually gotten better even as boxes have gotten lighter. So one of the Hmm. answers that offenses would theoretically have, that path no longer exists. And then the red zone stuff, I think, is some of the most impactful stuff. And this goes back to that conversation about easy buttons with alignment. In the red zone, five years ago, if you're running switch releases and pick plays against man coverage, you're scoring touchdowns. Well, now every single defense knows that's what you're going to try to do. So that's not nearly as effective. And teams are so much more used to the quarterback run game in that area of the field that that's not as effective as it used to be. So all of these advantages, the offense, yeah, it's it's. It's really, really difficult. So I've Jason, been workshopping this take that Taysom Hill is going to decide. The I knew you were going to Taysom Hill. I literally was going to take Taysom Hill right now. <laughs> I mean, and I, we, Taysom Hill has been a punchline for so long, but the way that they've been, um, the way that they've been using him in the red zone the last few weeks, like you have to have complicated answers in the red zone now, and he does create a lot of problems in the red zone. I, I mean, he's. He might be the most important player in the NFC South right now. It's not a very good division. Let's be honest. No, it's not. He, he honestly might be. It's him and Demario Davis. So like the, the guys who will decide the NFC South here over the next eight weeks. What, yeah, what a depressing division that is. It's I don't, want to, get, I don't want to get into Falcons talk with you guys. I feel like that's no. a really tough. It's a yeah. it's a, that's a bad issue to get to around here. Arthur's got us all riled up these days. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I have one more team-specific question for you. This goes the other way from the elite number one stuff. The Chiefs drive me nuts every week. They do this like when I look at their route percentages by you know percent of the dropbacks. Most teams we have certain receivers that we can depend on. The Chiefs are rotating. It's it's so uh, we all want Rasheed Rice in the fantasy community to get up to eighty percent plus routes, but he's not. And I I think this is because they're doing a lot of formational like unique formational stuff. They have different packages that they really like. Can you talk a little bit about that? Are they always going to be really rotational? Are they ever going to concentrate their wide receiver routes? So last year, in talking to people there before the season, one of the biggest questions they had without Tyreek is, which guys do we put on which routes? So if we're building these plays, which guy does this the best? Which guy does this the best? It feels like they're still deep in that process this season, and it's taking longer than normal because the receivers are even younger than they typically are. So it just feels like we're having an extended experimental phase for what their offense looks like. I know that's probably not a satisfactory answer, but that's my best guess no, as but- to why they haven't landed on anything because they're they're going to be around at the end, 
right? Like their defense yeah. is so good. The it's the best awesome. defense they've had in Andy Reid's tenure there. The offense is still pretty good if you look at the numbers. So I think that they're just trying to figure out what is the best version of who we can be. And they're just experimenting along the way to try to find it. That's my guess. It's a, it's a good answer because it doesn't rule out that they might concentrate later in the year. And a lot of what we're trying to predict is what's going to happen weeks 15 to 17, the fantasy playoffs. And I, that's what I keep saying is like, it could still happen for Rasheed Rice in a way that is, I mean, he's got to develop a lot of stuff. He's so much further ahead than rookie receivers that we typically yeah. see with Andy Reed. And maybe that those data points are probably off now because we were using sky Moore as one of those data points. And maybe, <laughs> that, maybe, maybe we just shouldn't have done that, but I yeah. still feel like at a certain point you trust your eyes, right? Like when you yeah. watch him play yeah. the plays that he's making compared to everyone else, you could just feel that he's a different sort of threat yeah. than everyone else they have. So if that's what you're betting on weeks 15 through 17, <laughs> I still think you're making that bet. Robert, yeah. what's your, what's your game watching, uh, like habits? Like, are, do you watch live on Sundays? I assume you're going back and watching every game individually. How do you, cause everyone has their different rituals with that stuff. So I have, I watch live on Sunday. We do a live Sunday night recap uh, at the end of every week. So I have three TVs in my basement. I do like the four box on one TV and then typically another four box on another TV. And then I'll watch the Bears on the third. So I've typically got like you know eight, nine games going during the early slate. We'll go through the afternoon slate. And then after we decide after the second set of games, what we're going to watch or what we're going to talk about on the show, we typically spend... 6 30 p.m central till 10 30 p.m central i will re-watch the five games that we're going to talk about just the 45 minute versions of them and then during the week we'll pick you know whatever we're going to do on the thursday pre re preview show that we do for the following week so i'm going back and watching let's call it eight sides of the ball you know from separate games over the course of the week so for the, by the time the week ends from Sunday at noon until the following Friday at 9 a.m., I've probably watched 10 to 12 full games. Nice. And that's how you know this much ball. I mean, that's, that's like, you got to watch the games. I'm always, I'm always saying I'm exhausted that for you. Just listening yeah. to all that film grinding there. I am not charismatic, talented, or knowledgeable enough to not do that. <laughs> so in order to have viability in the space, I, I feel like that's what has to happen. So it's not because I have a great work ethic or because I, you know, whatever. that's ridiculous. It, it, it's certainly not a virtue. It's just self-preservation. Well, you are <laughs> humble. Clearly you also have a Thursday night um, after uh breakdown, after the game with Nate Tice, you'll have it later tonight. Anyone who wants to get more of this should definitely check that out. Um, that's always a blast that there you go. Casey's got it as well. Tune into the live recap later tonight. They'll, they'll be giving us a lot more good stuff like this. Happy to do it. We, uh, we love doing those shows there. Uh, by the time we do those, it's after we've already done our weekly preview show. So we are very slap happy by 11 PM <laughs> central when we're doing those shows. But, uh, if you want to come hang out and watch me be very sad, depending on how the ending of this game goes, you're more than welcome to join. <laughs> <laughs> and what uh, what what kind of fantasy action are you getting down? What are what is your uh, what is your degen level here with this stuff? So I typically like to keep it pretty contained, just because I don't like rooting for and against everyone. That's always been yeah. my strategy, and I know that if I start getting into the best ball stuff, uh, I have an addictive personality, and I think that it might be a slippery slope. So I've tried to avoid it. 
Uh, but for the everyone most part, on the show with you and watching this show understands what you're implying. We get it. We yeah. think you're wrong. You I, should I, do it. I've I've tried not <laughs> to wait yeah. into it because I also that when best ball drafts are happening, like I know they happen all summer, but when they really ramp up, that's when I'm on the road. I typically go yeah. to training camps all of August, so I'm busy when that sort of stuff would be. So happening. You're, you're a slow draft guy, is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, so typically I, that's, I don't, don't get into that, but I have a high school league that we've had for, it's been 14 years now. It's like a keeper league with a bunch of like insane rules that is amazing. And I love, so that's like my main league. I'm in a league with a bunch of other Chicago, like fantasy guys. So like, it's like a Chicago media fantasy league where I have not lost a game yet this year, which is crazy. Our buddy Who's Sam Hoppin's in that. I remember when you guys drafted, yep. there was a picture. Sam Hoppin used to do some stuff with with, with ship chasing. Yes, he was in that. Sam, a lot of other a lot of Chicago guys in the industry. So I'm in the league with them, and then I do a league with my college buddies. So it's really just three. Nice. There you go. Yeah, yeah. when you talk about going down the the rabbit hole as like an NFL media member with best ball, you're you're subtweeting Bill Barnwell, right? He's a cautionary tale. <laughs> <laughs> I I would never I would never say that about Bill. He's, he he's brought up Trey Lance earlier. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, well, Robert, we very much appreciate you uh, taking some of your time to uh, to hang out with us tonight. Absolutely, guys. Anytime. It was fun. Yeah. Sure. We uh, do you guys got anything else here before we head to the Pick'em lobby to try to uh, salvage some second half sweats here? Oh, it's halftime. Yeah, we gotta yeah. we 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 start doing our degen at halftime, picking some stuff for the second half. So we gotta we gotta get on that before the second <laughs> half starts. Again, you guys are inviting the misery. It's gonna happen naturally for me. So good luck with yeah. all that. We'll, we'll do this again soon. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Thanks, thanks again, so Robert. Much for appreciate it. See you guys. That is Robert Mays from the Athletic. Uh, Austin truly Howard knows ball. The ball yeah, knowledge. Was. I I know more ball now. Uh, I, just in that. Yeah. Journey. God, I could ask him questions all day. I was geeking out. That was a blast. I know. Um, I, I I was tempted to bring up more Stroud stuff, um, and I was like, "No, Pat, this is ending now." <laughs> I, I was confused. I thought we were at halftime because they were showing all the guys like on the field for. Uh, oh, we like, had time. I, I could ask him about Stroud again. <laughs> mm. Minute five left. Yeah, um, it did look like halftime. Let's 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 get in the weeds though here, uh, and see if we can come up with some some angles here for for at the half. So yes. just let's to check in it. on our core here, Deontay Foreman. I did see someone say while all that was happening with Mays, and I didn't want to derail yeah, he went it. To the so tent, went to the tent, but then was back out of the tent on the okay. sideline. Was the last I heard, but nice. I don't see him on the field right now. Well, this is two minute uh, drill. They don't. I mean, this is not going to be his his stuff. True. Anyway. Early second half will be when we learn what the deal is with him. True. There's um, some DJ more yards. Okay. How are we feeling? I think the Chuba one scares me the most. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to have just, to be through receptions. Yeah, right. they, they, we need we need the Bears to score. They have 97 total yards, the Panthers. I mean, they had a punt return TD. They have six first downs in the first half. They've run 24 plays. None of these are good numbers for anyone who doesn't have context yeah. immediately. Bryce Young has two yards. Right? No, sorry. I was looking at the wrong stat. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, he's got 63 no, passing yards, but they're they're still struggling. It's not much better okay. than two yards. I don't go back to this well, but Adam Thielen, 30. <laughs> 31 receiving yards in the second half. Eight currently with, what, four catches? Three catches? 
I'm down, I'm down for you. Uh, actually, I don't know if I want to play it three yards. I, I thought for some Dude, reason. Look at this Tommy Treble number. Four and a half. Look at this Tommy Treble number. 0. 0.5 Oh, God, yards. that's amazing. I love that. That's some closing line. We value. do need the Bears to score on this drive. Yeah. Back to your point of the uh, game script. The Panthers are doing yeah. nothing because they've led the whole first half. They're playing super conservative. They're already trying to turtle and, and win this game, you know, 10 to 6, which is not – not great. They, that, everything uh, on the bear side hurt. is pulled right Oof. now because they're on the field. So we can just wait a second. So here's here's the difference I think between um, Bryce oh. Young and Tyson if Bates. He's, I hope is okay here. Yeah, if he's concussed, who plays quarterback for Chicago? Back out, he's been leaving him out there. So right. Nathan Peterman, guys, is where we would oh, go man. next. I thought um, it might be in, but I wasn't sure. Historical anomaly is breaking that Foreman is totally fine and definitely doesn't have an ankle injury, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> that's a spin the, the, the difference between uh, Bryce Young and Tyson Bajan is Bryce Young, when the, he sees a defender coming, and he just like literally stares the dude down, and then at the last second, he like throws the ball out of bounds. And Bajan sees the guy, and he does this like – it's kind of the C.J. Stroud thing where he does the upper body pump fake. And then he throws like a total duck. <laughs> but, he, but he thinks of something cool. He's like, I'm going to fake this dude out. It kind of works. And then he just throws like a worst pass you've ever seen. But, you know, I, it's the thought that counts. We got 49 from DJ Moore. We're going to hit that uh, part of it. And Mooney has no catches, right? Oh, I had to speak, right? Was that Mooney? Come on, man. No, I think that's. Oh, that's that? not Mooney. No, no, that's no, Travis. No, not yeah, yeah. Scott, that was right? Scott, right? Yeah. Mooney, Mooney had that one little oh, catch no. at the same very point. beginning. Yeah, <clears throat> that was it. Yeah, he has one catch for six yards. Ooh, Bajent rolling right. Oh, see, that was Bajent. kind of – it was almost cool. Yeah. What, I don't even. I don't have a good read on the second half of this game, guys. I, don't, I mean, like it's there's not been a lot of yards in the first half. It's not looking promising. I I love that you mentioned Tommy Tremble has 0.5 yards. 0.5, which is hilarious. Um, the other thing that's hilarious about that is they have his catch prop at you set for it's at 0.5 to clear it to get one catch. So they're basically <laughs> saying he's going to get another catch. But it would be for just one yard. Right. <laughs> like, like it's so not far he has out for anything more than one yard gain on the catch. Amazing. So far he has the one catch for no yards. So nice, nice. Yeah, we'll take that. That's great. Still have a timeout. Yeah, they're they're in solid field goal range. They can take a couple shots of the end zone, maybe yeah. at least one. Yeah. Now I don't know what the numbers going to be, but one thing I would be interested in is Miles Sanders unders. Let's see. Does he even touch the ball? They don't even have it posted. Miles oh, Sanders yeah. isn't in the lobby right now. He hasn't even touched the ball. I, I mean, I wanted to take his overs. Oh, I, you guys got off that and, and were smart enough to want to be on Chuba. I didn't know how real well, let's, this let's, uh, is. Let's out on how smart that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was right from a usage perspective because I thought it might get closer to 50-50. Oh, no, agent. Wow. You're going to run out of time, dude. Fun. Time out. Jeez, jeez, Bajan's fun, man. He, he's got a little he fun. Enough. Yeah, he is that. But that ball's got to come out quick because if you do that play in like five seconds, you could potentially take another shot. 
he took it that became a nine second play and now you're just kicking the field goal that's what carolina wanted obviously right 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 mm. whoa daniel thank you for this update I seven tackles let's go let's wow. go i mean come on is there any way that you can sub in your uh, fibers for your core? Right. Yeah. I think our, our, our tackles are looking way better than our core. Yeah. And our unders, both Mooney, Tremble. Yeah. And and DJ Moore and Luvu. All the things we tacked yeah. on to make the five is looking better than our core. Our core is not, not looking good. Daniel, why oh, does mine only say five? It says seven on ESPN, too. So okay, update stat corrected to six. We still up. Yeah, we're we're on a good pace there. I'm seeing seven on ESPN still, but all right, it's half. They gotta they gotta fire these up. What do we got for numbers oh. here? All right, all right. Let's see here. DJ uh, Moore's only mild. twenty. What were we gonna say? No, I was saying still no Miles Sanders. DJ Moore, 75 and a half. Bajan's less than 100 passing yards. He's already at 127. I, I mean. It, does it, doesn't it does it feel like Chicago's going to get the lead here and then get yeah, the lead? Yeah, and then we're not going to yeah. But I I mean, is Carolina going to do anything? They They've looked bad in this game. Chuba's yeah, receiving like, is down to four and a half. I like that. That you, you guys like Chuba's receiving before the game. Four yeah, and a half. That's that good. actually seems like it makes that's a great. ton of sense. Yeah. Because yeah. we like we like the Bears to to get the lead. Yeah, and, and Chuba's gonna catch some passes. He's run a lot of routes. Miles Sanders isn't playing. That's that's money right there. I was a little worried I would, about like, 15, I would happily but... take an under on Terrace Marshall, I'll tell you that much. Let's do it. I know it feels is bad, it, this... but well, DJ about, Chark's uh, out. Is he running a lot of routes? Well, uh, someone get us some Nathan Yonke. Get Actually, Yonke. 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 on my Twitter. Uh, Terrace Marshall has run 11 routes. So, Thielen at 17, Mingo at 17, Marshall 11, Straycan or whatever, 6, Hayden Hurst 9, Tommy Tremble 8. Mm. Sorry, what was those numbers? It. So... Marshall's at 11 routes, uh, one target. 11 of like how many dropbacks? Like 19 know, or something? man. He's probably around. Miles Sanders 50, has 50 eight snaps, seven routes run. Wow. All Miles Sanders has done is run routes. Chuba only has four routes. Miles Sanders has seven, and Blackshear has four. Hmm. That's, That's weird. weird. But we're, we let's still take the Chuba over rushing if you want. I think the Chuba over receiving makes sense. He's still going to be out there on early downs. We could go over both. But yeah, four and a half is just so low. I, I like it. Over on who? The other one? Who's the other one? The Marshall under could make sense if we think they placed that strike and got a little bit more in the second half after he showed a little juice in the first. That would come directly at the expense of Marshall, it looks like. Yeah. You have Thielen and Mingo at 17 yeah. each. 11 like and 6. Yeah. Are there any kind of Bryce Young overs that make sense? Passing attempts, maybe? He's at 14. 30 and a half. Completions. It's only 12 more 
instead of oh that's he only, only has seven, seven more. Yeah, he only has seven because they haven't really had the ball because the punt returned TD. But, but like attempt, he, attempts is easier to get to than because I just think because he dumps off short a lot. We were already playing the Chuba yards, and Thielen is gonna be like his biggest target. Like, yeah, for him to get the attempts, he's got to move the ball too. They got to keep the ball. If if we're it's, doing anything with Bryce, I think we got to correlate it with Thielen, though, right? Like if okay, Bryce succeed, okay. Thielen's succeeding. But Thielen's why don't we do completions ball. and receptions? Oh, we can't do receptions with Thielen. Give us receptions, yeah. underdog. Come on, Thielen has he three catches. Yards. No one wants yards. yards with Thielen. He's averaging two point six 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 yards per catch right now. So to get to forty receiving yards, he's only going to need like I don't know. 16 receiving receptions or something. Completions <laughs> is a fun sweat, but I don't know if I can sweat 12 Bryce Young completions. Well, you, you want 17 attempts is a lot of attempts. Yeah, but I, I, I just need him to chuck it. I don't need anything to happen after that. Uh, <laughs> well, they got to the ball in his hand. I'm relieved. Yeah, that's fair. They do got to stay on the field, though, for that to work. We need the Bears to score points. It's a bet on the Bears, basically. Yeah. I think completions or attempts is fine for, for Young, mm. to be clear. If I'm okay with either, too. I'm okay with either. Yeah. It's just sort of what we correlate with, probably. What I would wish you they would give us a, they're not giving us any Bears running back stuff with the Foreman uncertainty, mm -hmm. which sucks. I think we just go DJ Moore over because he only needs another 27 yards, and he had 49 in the first half, and he's DJ Moore. But yeah, but that, that it's a little concerning with the, the way we think this goes. Like, I could see more getting, like, 15 more yards. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, for sure. I would love to play it through the running. I want to play this Bears running backs. I just think with the targets so far, he has seven out of 23, 24. He has seven targets on 24 passes. He has a massive target share. That, that uh, outside target share number with the Panthers that Pete pulled before the game. I, I yeah. feel like we've seen that. Every time I look down, okay. Roshan has five targets. Cole Komet has four. Those have seemed like extended plays, dump-offs. Komet's caught a couple of those. He caught one in the All right, I'm sold. There. But let's, a lot of the drop-back stuff has just been more, more, Wait, more. Pete, more. you did the combined. Oh, do we want – do we want uh... – You can do combined. Why not? He already has yard. It's not free. Yeah, he, it's not free rolling. He already has that rushing yard. He, he's currently at 50 uh... and 49. That's okay, throw it, in, throw it in. It's throw even. Yeah. It's even. It's even. Okay. And he, he um, might get a 15-yard run in the second half. He's he's a okay. fun one to do. You want to let should we lock this one in and then we could add a five? Yeah. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Then we'll see. add a, a Bryce Young thing and I don't know. And a Thielen thing, probably. It's all right. It I just posted this in the Young chat. We got Chuba higher four and a half receiving yards, Terrace Marshall lower eleven and a half receiving yards, DJ Moore higher seventy-six and a half. Uh, we could add a Bajan passing yard thing to correlate with more. Or we don't really need to go that heavy on Bajan. We can just bet on more. Yeah, because it's a it's a target concentration play. Yeah, right, right. Good call. Agreed. So uh, Bryce Young, either yeah. attempts or completions. We, Pat and I don't care. Pete, I'm open to I'm open to either. Do you have a preference, yeah. Pete? Man. I feel like he's like tucking and running it a decent bit to where I'd almost rather go completions than attempts. Okay. And then do you want to just correlate it with Thielen? With Thielen, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yard? Okay. 
It's Thielen and Chuba's receiving yards. I actually like this one. This one's fun. Do you, yeah. do you, what about the, the negative correlation with Bryce and then Marshall? Although if it's complete. Because we're playing as Strachan. We're yeah. saying Strachan get some run. All right. All right, there you go. Here's another one. Do you want to do you want to tweak this? Do a, do a third? Do you? Yes. Yeah. Let's right, do what it. Do we don't like today, guys. The, we, we got some. What do you, uh, what do you want on the? How do you want to tweak it? Um. More freaky Luvu. <laughs> the thing is, is they only have the assist number, which doesn't feel like. Yeah. Fun no. Swag. Yeah. Like, no. That's not good. When he tackles, and then you're like, oh no, it wasn't assist. That doesn't. Yeah. Feel fun. We're not doing that. No. No. Hmm. I don't. I mean, Bage, somebody said Bajent rushing yards in the chat. Like that's kind of interesting. He's been moving yeah. around. Yeah. Tea bag who, who is, that, is that, that's the yeah. That's uh, Ian's been calling him tea bag too. Tea bag. Oh, um, who do which ones do we want to take out? Like the Thielen, Bryce Young, and then try something around that. Maybe take out Marshall because that would yeah. Be take out Marshall. Big. We don't need to have Marshall in there and everything. Keep the Bryce Young completions. Keep the Bryce Young completions. Or yeah. do attempts this time. Or yeah, we could do that. Well, let's see what it's correlated with. I'd almost rather, yeah. I'd almost rather correlate something with Chicago. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just do his yards. Bajan's yards. Yeah, because I mean, if 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 what else rushing yards? Get, yeah, I like that. Oh, you want to get like. Yeah, I mean, if more were to get like fifty or seventy-five yards in the second half and to have a hundred-yard day, like yeah, good point. Bajan would be well. You want to correlate Komet with it? He's sixteen. Sure. Wow, they just rugged us on. They've raised, they've raised oh us, man. God. You gotta accept it, Pete. It's already in. Oh, I'll gladly yeah. accept it. These are the rules. Let's get a lower. So we're going. In here just... This is the one where we're saying Carolina actually does continue to lead the game a little bit. Bajan yes. commit more, yeah. Because we can't play, we can't play Chicago's running back, so we kind of just have to no. pick the script. No, yeah. we don't. They're not giving us any Chicago running backs. We don't. The the menu. Oh, but is so wait, we could like, take. Are there any unders on the defensive side? Because this is going to be uh, mostly a passing. You want a Jack Sanborn sweat? He's <laughs> <laughs> like a brutal sweat. Did you mean <laughs> under on Carolina's D? Yeah, yeah, I meant Carolina. Oh, I think you meant Chicago's D. He meant the Frankie Luvu under. You want, you want the middle of the Luvu? Is there a middle Frankie Luvu? Yeah, let's Luvu. Can you just trying to figure out the full fucking game if it was a full tackle or an assist? Sounds mid. No, Dude, if we if we the middle play Luvu, is the we play is Marshall's under again. Yes. Yeah, the, yes. the play is Marshall's under again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what if we – I don't want to go – I don't want to have Chuba higher than in this slip. Okay. And the number went up. Like if we're playing this more through the Chicago rolls and uh you want to do the tuba rushing? Mm. Then that I, I would I wouldn't mind that more if we're yeah. playing yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do, it. do it. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Love that. All right. Love that. I'll I don't feel as dialed in as we bet in previous weeks. No, no God, either. this is this game's horrible. We and we don't not, even have the running backs on one side. Like not financial advice. We're just blasting off. Sweating. I know we're <laughs> asking you to st stick with us for the rest of this game, but it's a terrible football game. I'm gonna guys. force some <laughs> what a sell then. I'm gonna pour some more tequila. I'm gonna go make some I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go well, I guess we can't all leave. 
Uh, no, I'll be here. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be here. Uh, Couldn't even give us the you, ASMR you say That's how. That's how bad it is. You say your parents are in town, Pat? Yeah, my parents are here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've had. My parents are going to be out for another ship cast in about a month or so. Nice. Yeah, yeah it's a little bad because I'm like, hey, it's great to see you guys. Um, anyway, I'm going to be narrating my long ass article. So oh, yeah, you got to do that. Too. Yeah, I got to do it. Brittany's cousin's also visiting and this she's going to be staying in this room. And so I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to do the rest of the work. I've, it's all written, but I need to finish narrating it. So yeah, should, well, it'll be dude, quite the night. Just book a fucking hotel for the night. Go record it. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I guess yeah. Yeah, it's a great idea. No. I mean, there's a living room. I'm just gonna. I, what I actually am gonna do is go into the living room and use my laptop and record <laughs> there. I don't know why this question is making me laugh. Are y'all's parents into fantasy because of you? No, they most certainly are not into fantasy. My dad asked me about the the NFL a lot now. Uh, yeah, he likes he likes to. He's like, what's surpri what surprised you? I, like, I think yeah. I did it a couple times ago that my parents were here. Or they were here for um when the Dolphins just boat raced the uh, Broncos, mm -hmm. you know, in drop. And uh, I I didn't have Dolphin stuff in DFS. And my mom literally had just like the most accidental needle of all time. So she was like, you know, she's trying to figure out how fantasy works. And she's like, so if you would have had a lot of Dolphins, you would have made a lot of money today. I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Kevin Tompkins, uh, who I did see in the Discord last night mentioning he did order Taco Bell. He says DoorDash accidentally gave me somebody else's order in addition to my own from Taco Whoa. Bell thriving, although nacho fries are no good. Wow. Are you sure it wasn't Ben Gretch's order yeah. from about a month ago? I was going to say, talk to Ben house. first. Make get him to better order some better stuff. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I think. Um, I think it, it may have been. <laughs> All right, so Panthers got the ball here. That's sure probably did. good. Probably good for us. <clears throat> Um, we have a lot of action down. I feel like everything could be good or bad for us at this point. I feel like, yeah, it's just the biggest thing, right? We need Chuba. Chuba one way or another, right? We need some Chuba in our lives. We need Deontay Foreman to be healthy. Um, and wow. we need someone to chuck it. We need one of these two teams to chuck it. And if the, and then if those running backs do stuff, we're okay. Uh, Bryce, how about you? Oh, Chuba. Pass? That was not a completion. See, that uh, is an attempt. We should not attempt. <laughs> See, that's why I wanted attempts, guys. It's a lot of attempts. Uh, I told you we should have done attempts, Pat. Glass brother, dude. Glass Cheers, brother. Cheers, buddy. Glass Cheers, brother. glass brother. Those are sick glasses, guys. They are. I'll send you the crate and barrel link, bud. Elevate <laughs> your domesticated game. I do have a mustache. For Movember, you're not. Chad can't tell. Wait, hang on a second. No, Arthur Smith 
cut it. Oh, Miles Sanders. Still first he, he cut, did he shave? Day. Is he just trolling everyone yes. now? Did he shave it for November? Literally yeah. shaved it right. That's why I grew it out because I can't have the same facial hair as Arthur Smith. That was the rule. <laughs> but is, isn't November for like cancer? Isn't that what it's yes, about? It's it's a legitimately good cause that uh, is like a, an international thing now. And Arthur Smith conveniently cut his mustache right as that was starting. So he's God. I have I I wrote I wrote about Smith a little bit this week. Uh, I'm pretty. You got something I'm, to add? I'm to pleased. It when you go back. I'm pleased with myself. Yeah. Now I've got now I've got the November thing. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. As someone who can't grow a mustache, I'm I'm gonna. Uh, not Here you go, Pat. Marshall. Pat. No, that's I got. Was that was that Terrace Marshall or was that straight 86? This is a thesis. I don't know, but it was it was an attempt, though. I know I know God, that. You guys <laughs> but they they punted. The point was they need to actually move the dang ball. No, the point is a three and out could be worth three attempts and zero. This is finishes. actually where I wish Bryce Young was more like Zach Wilson, who checked it down fabulously to Michael Carter like 19 times at the end of that game. Yep. That was the striking guy. So Terrace Marshall nice. was not on the field there. Our under for Marshall looking yeah. intrigued. Pat, I got I got the line for you, dude. You say this on the on the walkthrough. This one's on the house. You go, Movember? How about Mo targets for Bijan Robinson? <laughs> oh god, guys, how good was Jake Trowbridge's thing over it so that was so good he's so talented that, that was so oh funny god because, you know why I mean, you know why it's so good because it's a little disturbing like he actually like if you're gonna do that joker thing you actually that's need thing. To you gotta like, lean a little it. like it's, yeah and, and you've done a lot of these bits and and like somebody referenced the mccaskey thing the other day the mccaskey thing wasn't good like i tried to like do a little bit of a uh like whatever like a personality thing with it and then all Listen, Matt, have a seat. Don't worry. I'm not going to roll the whole clip. I just wanted to give people a little flavor because it's still in the StreamYard hopper. You know, That's it's just amazing. so easy to click. It's, yeah. it, you got you to, gotta, like, the actual stuff that you have to say to do this. You guys are so freaking talented at it. Jake is incredible because, like, he's, like, how do you have, like, a script or something to follow but also stay in character? And it's, like, I mean – it was perfect. It was so good. Like very high level skit. It was very good. Um, all right. Speaking of Yokiero Taco Bell, it's Steph Miller and Bella, the star, the breakout star of the ship cast. Sorry, Robert Mays, move aside. Bella is here. Bella's <laughs> <laughs> oh. <was> not happy. <laughs> good how are you guys you know we're we're doing good you know we're we're getting through the game you know one segment at a time one (laughs) slash pass attempt at a time (laughs) through the game (laughs) yeah this Um, game is brutal (laughs) it is it is but bella is bringing in uh enjoyment and brightening up our lives as deontay foreman oh one-handed catch it's beautiful um real quick steph uh, there was a, I didn't get to address, there was a, a debate breaking out in the chat about nacho fries. Do you or Bella have takes on are nacho fries good or bad? What do you think, Bella? Bella, Bella says she likes them, but I've never had them, so I really can't comment. Okay, Bella, let's see here. 
God, Bella's so cute. Beautiful. She's kind of looking like a bit like Taylor Heineke on Halloween right now, if you know what I mean. A little deer in the headlights. Steph, tell us about week 10. What was going on on the waivers? It was obviously uh, Keaton Mitchell season who uh, popped up on the injury report not, today. Not uh, everywhere because we had him for a dollar in a couple spots last week. Thanks, Steph. That's right. What one spot. We, we had a lot of him before when he was on IR, like right before he was going to come off. And then we dropped him when he got re-injured. Goodness. That is the best case. Barrels of churning. Yeah, it's just you get these guys locked on your lineup. I never had a chance to drop Trey McBride. In, in, uh, <laughs> in you know, he's just still on your team. That's the beauty of it. Um, we dropped, Sean pointed out to me. Sean pointed out to me we dropped him in uh, Chasing Stolen Bananas, our team. We dropped both uh, Kyler Murray and Trey McBride. Wow. Really good team. You, it is. It's a great team. Um, Steph, what else was uh, going on in the waiver streets this week? Well, I mean, that was the big one. And then we did get quite a bit of Ty Chandler, who was mm. probably the second best running back available. And then there was a lot of Noah Brown. And, I mean, wow. I was surprised at the price he was – I mean, I was surprised at a lot of the prices, but um, – yeah, I saw him go for a little over 200 in a few spots. That's wild. I mean, Noah Brown? Yeah. Look, I'm a Cowboys fan. Noah sucks. Like, I was watching <laughs> a lot of Noah Brown. <laughs> and, like, he's not good. But, I mean, Nico was on the injury report, but I think he's okay. So, like, you know, we were kind of talking I think about there's that. There's a in chance chat. he might miss. Oh, now it's okay. I didn't yeah. get a chance to recheck. Yeah, but still, like, Noah Brown had, like, six targets last week. If he doesn't have a 75-yard TD, which, I mean, he did have, but it was a big part of his whole day. He's – I wrote him up in Sun Signals as, as pretty clearly the fourth most important part of their passing game. Even if Collins misses, you kind of say Tank and Dalton Schultz are more important than Noah Brown, right? Like, Yeah. He, he can't separate. I mean, he never has been able to. Like, he's not a good receiver. The one no, thing, I, you know, as people were saying, with Nico missing – like even with Robert Woods's return, like he is going to play probably like the Nico Brown or uh, the Nico Collins role, right? Like more on the outside and stuff. So but he's like, played a lot of slot, actually. Noah Brown has he? Okay, yeah, yeah. Weird. Noah, yeah, Noah, more no. like Noah catches, if you know what I mean. <laughs> that is how you tag my Movember joke right there. Um, oh. yeah. Are you? <laughs> what What was your take? uh Steph on the Keaton Mitchell stuff like fool's gold and like let's set aside the recent injury thing let's just talk about it like before then did you did you like him as a as a pay up spot here I mean I do I mean how can you not if we've like watched that and then we saw like what a, a chain did I mean we love those little explosive guys and I mean this backfield has been ambiguous the whole year you know we've been waiting for more stuff to happen it seems like, you know, Gus is going to always get his touches. He's going to have more of the goal line role, you know, if Lamar's not taking stuff. But, I mean, he was, you know, just a little spark plug. And he's been great in college. He was a really fast guy. He was one of the most explosive players um, in college as well. Uh, he had – I put it in there. It was a crazy uh, stat where he was – he had, like, 20% explosive play. Like, he was tied as, like – the number one guy with like the most explosive plays over his college career in this class. Yeah. I don't know why he was undrafted. Like it's kind of surprising, honestly, like the yeah. more I 
dug into him. I mean, I, I knew him a little bit. I have him on a dynasty squad, but yeah, the more I look at him, I'm like, okay, this guy's, I mean, he's not very big, but he's a good player. And if you just think what like macro holistically, and if you don't get caught up in like the depth chart and, you know, Gus Edwards is looking good. It's like, what are the things you want to invest in right now that could absolutely scorch down the stretch, right? You want electric players in good offenses and Keaton Mitchell is an electric player who plays on the Ravens, you know? So like, to me, that seems right. like simple calculus of a guy you should be interested in because if there isn't it, like if something happened to Gus Edwards, and I think that's the thing people get tripped up on, right? Where they're like, well, he's not going to be the lead back. And it's like, you can still add him as a contingent back. It's the same reason why we're adding yeah. Ty Chandler, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, we're not. It's a super smart. Touches. It's, it's a yeah. super smart, it's simple. It's super smart, simple calculus. I just want, sorry. I just wanted to highlight that. That's a great call. Like explosive, good offense. It's that simple. Because we don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be hard. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my Miami has three backs, possibly four if you count Ogbed. And, you know, I mean, just saying there's other backfields with multiple guys that were not attributed to the same thing. Like you say, we want these pieces of good offenses, and especially these guys that are so explosive that they don't need a lot of touches to break off a big play. You know, yeah. I mean, at this point, you, you, you know, you're looking for something, and it's there's I a lot hate the way Bryce Young shots. is in the pocket. What is he I doing? Know. He's like, he does this little, he did like a little salsa move. He was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he immediately gets Zach like, what's the point of that? I mean, at least he's moving. Zach Wilson would have just stood there until he got hit. <laughs> he's moving like he's trying to like do like a dance partner move with the guy. Like, oh, did you just get like, a tight window throw? He had to Raheem, Raheem Blackshear and double coverage for a three-yard gain? For a three-yard gain? Yeah, <laughs> really beautiful stuff. Like, what is, what's, his, what's the point? What are you trying to do? Like, I don't know why I talked us into completions. That was real dumb. I, I've been talking about <laughs> the receivers are. I was in on. I was in on completions. The receivers are so bad. Like, why would we do that? Incompetence. We got to bet on incompetence with the test. Yeah. Um, I missed out on that part of uh, the halftime. I good. didn't get any of that one, but I did get a couple of the others. So. Nice. Uh, Steph, how's your how's your Scott Fishbowl <laughs> team doing? Still first place here, I see. Yeah. First place. Well, it, I'm first place in my division. I actually forgot to write because <laughs> I was, like, rushing to get everything done. Oh. I was like, oh, no, I didn't write the little board. I, I think everyone I, assumed I, you meant first place overall. We're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, nothing else need to be said. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm uh, 18th overall still. I think I held steady. So I still only lost the one week. So, you know, I've secured a, a playoff spot because 13 wins going in get you a playoff spot. So nice. I have a legitimate chance. We'll nice. see. There you go. Um, this was kind of a rough week for us. I know we had a lot of players impacted on by lots of Jags, lots of Niners. We did pull out a crazy win in chasing stolen bananas. You highlighted here. This is our team with Sean Siegel. We do have CMC and Travis Etienne on this team we scored less than 100 points in one was it all because of the browns defense steph yes <laughs> pretty much i mean i was like I, I looked at it i was like they started what and i was like how the hell did they win like here i mean here strong solving Ahmed. i mean well you know when you had to start uh kendra miller he actually scored more points than them there was a lot of debate <laughs> 
Yeah, a lot of Kendra Miller discourse this week, and his four points. I mean, we were yeah. we were fist thirty-one yard good. reception. Yeah, yeah. I played Ken Walker in mine, and he got two points. That was fun. Yeah, Kendra yeah. Miller over Ken Walker all day. Yeah. Um, our our minisodes team but here is a really fun team. This was the very first slow draft. That it's such a did. ship chasing team where it's like. It's true zero running back. It's kind of got some interesting stuff happening at running back, but it always feels like we're like, but in two weeks, this could look horrendous at running back. But the receivers are just so good. Yeah, this is They're the team. So, so we had, obviously, A.J. Brown and CeeDee Lamb and Deontay Johnson, but we also had Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and D.K. Metcalf. Like, who are we even starting this week? There's so many well, good... Yeah. We I think I moved Metcalf to the bench because he's like a little banged up when I when I, I think think practice gonna... today, which is interesting. Yeah. No, he well, AJ he's Brown not. is on by. He's back. I think I'm gonna make yeah. Metcalf the uh the cover boy of the walkthrough. So I would I'm gonna be pounding the table to get Metcalf. So we have AJ Brown on by, and I took yeah. Metcalf out because he's banged up, and I didn't put Debo in because we I didn't know he was good yet. And here's our receiver yeah, still good. when those three guys are on the bench, CeeDee Lamb, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk, Jordan Addison. <laughs> Just, yeah, I think Metcalf over Addison Pat, pretty easily. Pat, DK Metcalf did miss practice today with a hip. I just confirmed that because I saw that. Yeah, he was mm. he was it popped up today, and Tyler Lockett and Kenneth Walker practiced in full. I, I, I was I literally I've been, found uh very... I was uh one of their beat writers said he saw him at practice today. Bob Condata said he was at practice today. The Seahawks <clears throat> added star wide receiver DK Metcalf to the practice report Thursday with a hip injury. He did not practice, is what I saw. Yeah. This also right. says he did. He said he was visible late. Bob Kanata said he was visible later. That's what I had seen. Okay. Well, maybe I might have to change the cover boy if he's hurt. But I, I will. So he was there, but didn't yeah. participate. Kanata yeah. okay. saying he was there. He, was, he had said it was probably a rest day because he'd been kind of on and off the injury report. Well, JSN before, and, and he wasn't on Wednesday. yesterday on a rest day. It, they're, they're JSN is fine from a, what I read. They did a bunch yeah. of weird stuff last week with their injury report, too. So I'll have to yeah. dig into more. I just think this sets up really, really well for Metcalf, assuming he's like well we, we can't sit uh we can't sit CD. We nope. oh let's go Foreman. Um I'm so glad that Foreman is back, guys. I just like the tilt of losing a guy to injury is like it's if so we just bad. make bad picks, that's one thing. But when you lose it yeah. to injury, that's a that's another and he's um, gotta be getting close to going over, right? Yeah. Going higher on, on the let me check. We just we just need him to punch this in, and then we don't have to. Because he's got two about. catches for twelve, so that's two point two, and then fifty five. He's at like seven point seven ish, and he only needs to get to like nine ish. There's a commit catch. We had him for some yards. Yeah, I'll pull this up in a always uh, doing a lot with Baggett. Yeah, are you calling him? Are you calling? Are you on the tea bag train, Steph? You're calling him Baggett? <laughs> on him a baguette you know whatever works i haven't <laughs> i luckily don't have to watch the bears very often they're never broadcast that's by the way me. to do it foreman there we go come on buddy we picked up herbert in a league and i'm like trying to figure out what's going on with khalil and i'm trying to figure out what's going on because you know i thought he was maybe going to start and then didn't that's crazy that someone dropped him I mean, I know Foreman's looking good, but that still doesn't feel like a guy that should be dropped. Well, someone dropped Connor right before he got let oh, off Cole, Cole Komet tush push for a first down just now. That was wow. interesting. 
DJ Moore's higher is good. Yep. The Mooney under is looking good. Thielen, Ken, oh, God, he's still a ways off. We got to get Foreman, Foreman's 1.55 away. Yeah. He's good. Chuba and Thielen. We, we got to get some Panthers draft. Thielen hasn't he's had close. any more catches. I know because they haven't early. played much offense. Like this team is like they've only run 20, uh, 30 total plays at this stage of the game. Like they need to run some damn plays. I was so off of Thielen and everything. And then I finally played him the last couple of weeks in DFS and he hasn't done shit. And then we take his hire and he's ruin us. No. It's I, I hate to admit this to everyone, but the thesis behind us putting him in our pick him entry was to mush him once and for all. Yeah. <laughs> it was to help our best. The only way to slow him down. Yeah. yeah. And I'm too I'm too much I'm like I'm I'm driven too much by like passion. I was like, I can't guys, I, I, I need it on the Brett record, but I, I don't want to be rooting for Thielen. Yeah. I don't want to do yeah. Thielen. But Gretchen, he really did not want to. signals. You had to get in the end zone. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. one. There that we go. One. That's great for the game script, too. That's great for the script. Deontay That's great for everything. <laughs> Man. Let's go. Great for the best ball shares. I yes. immediately started thinking about, like, what do we have in a lot of different spots? I never put him in that lineup, Pete, that we messaged about. But I bet he didn't get into that lineup. What the Penta one? Yeah, the Penta one. No, Hassan said he put him in. Yeah, he's in our lineup. Let's go. Yeah, because I checked. Because I was like, I was good with it. Um, Nice. Who were you deciding between? Tyler, you can hump your own leg. Uh, Jordan and Jahan Dotson. Yeah. Oh, okay. That That team's got really good running backs. It's got Bijan and Brees Hall and Mm -hmm. Ramondre and Foreman. So we played four running backs in the end. So it's pretty much got the same running backs as on every team that you guys have. So, yeah, who's got the white team? We have <laughs> You're figuring it out. <laughs> it's the same team everywhere. We're trying to so make your job easy. We draft the exact same team. Do we have any form at halftime? I like literally can't they didn't remember. Get the, no, because they didn't they have it up, right? They didn't put uh, anything up. Yeah. I wanted it so bad. I thought I was like, I blasted the memories out of my mind. I'm gonna grab a beer. Um, any other uh, takeaways, Steph, from uh, the high stakes portfolio uh, this week? I mean, you know, we're getting we're getting close. So, you know, we got a few teams that are look like you know they they got really good chances, and a couple others that are close that are sweating it, and some that probably what? aren't gonna get there. When are we going to get into uh, playoff optimization territory? Starting to talk some defensive yeah. streamers sta- who were stashing on the bench. That that's kind of. I mean, right now, I think you know anybody that is you know your upside. You know anybody is an injury away running back wise. Young guys. You know, it's not a bad idea to handcuff your own players if you have a really strong team going in. You know, in case you get some injuries, if you have room for it. Um, but yeah, some young guys, you know, maybe that you think, you know, could take that, you know, rookie ascent into the second half of the season. Um, hopefully QJ would be, you know, a good guy that he's still got some opportunity. <laughs> we'll see. I, I want to believe that Sauce can we, a hard matchup. It's a big and, break week for QJ, right? Like it's there's gotta no be. 
after this week. Everything lines up for him. Yeah. I Last think week every week is going to make a break him. week for him. The Jets' pass defense is good. Herbert threw for like Sauce was like covering yards. him. Like if he has around. a bad week, I think he sets up well for Keenan is how this week looks to me. <laughs> I'm like, this is a good Keenan week at this point. Oh, if he's bad this week, I'm not high on QJ heading into this week. I don't want to become that guy. I'm just saying this is the last. There's no more excuses after this week is my I, I think So, so week we're allowed to drop him everywhere after this week. That's fine. I was asking to drop him. I'm just kidding. I mean, it depends yeah. who we're dropping it for, but no. No, I think, I mean, there's so much opportunity, and he was a first round pick. There's just some, there's like, there's something yeah. to be said for just you like know, letting... he's a hold when Leone didn't want to let us drop. Peter. Exactly. If I mean, because Josh Palmer went to IR, we got it. We probably do have yeah, to wait exactly. for Josh Palmer to get off yeah. of IR. Like, he's with Justin Herbert. He's a first round pick. They fucking need someone so bad. So, yeah. Dylan Guyton. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. If the Jaylen tough part about the play is that QJ out. definitely stinks. Yeah. But, yeah. The, but he's going to run a he, lot of routes the next few weeks. He's going to run a lot of routes. They don't play him. They keep playing QJ. him as like a super deep threat. And he's like better at just getting yards after the catch. Like, yeah. maybe not play him as. I mean, I feel like they right. could scheme him better. Yeah. They, I it goes agree. bad for him that Mike Williams went down in a, in a sense. Yeah. Like, not who he Look is. He's Chipsies. not Mike Williams. Gypsy's comma, QJ, a.k.a. quite Jover. Gypsy, <laughs> uh, those of us with heavy JS, JSN bags aren't allowed to make That's these not things. funny. Yeah, yeah, I'm not laughing. But the attempts was the right play. He's going to have 45 attempts and three more I completions know. this half. We're not going to get the completions. We are going to get the no, attempts. The completions is dead. It was 12 where, or 7. Cuba? The, the difference was Cuba? five incompletions. He's already thrown three of them. So, yeah. Uh, That's a good question. Feed Thielen. Did Chuba get hurt? Or did no, they just hate so. him? They might hate he him. was in on the, the last. Uh, okay. Come on. Look at that completion. Oh, that was, that oh was yeah. Great. Oh, that's Terrence go. Marshall. Oh, <laughs> Wait. Well, what's the number on Marshall? Though? I think it's 11 and a half, and that was 11. That was 11. Was it? Oh, oh no. We're still up. up. I ha- Oh, sorry. I had it. Uh, I have it up. That looked like an 11 yarder, and if I recall, it was 11 and a half. Lower 11. Yes, and 11. Half. 11. Yes. Wow. No more. No more. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's the Let's there we go. go. He's, he's going. He's doing the Zach Wilson. He's doing a reverse Zach Wilson. He stares at the running back and he doesn't throw it. And then he like whips his head and throws downfield. It's pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> Which direction does he run though? <laughs> I mean, whatever. Look somebody off. Let's get Sanders out of there. Screen. Yeah, this why is, is Sanders ridiculous. playing in the no huddle? I hate it. You looked right at Thielen. Oh, oh he right. went through some progressions there and then bailed. He tried some things. There's another incompletion. Pat, we get it. God, you don't have to do that. This isn't me. You're issues with Bryce Young, okay? (laughs) We get it. You were right, okay? I can hear you in my head. (laughs) At least he feels the pressure, though. Like, he seems to be aware that they're coming at him. He does. He normally doesn't. He does seem to be feeling the pressure right now. Yeah. He's really in his bag right now. That would be rude, man. It's bad because it's like this is as good as I've seen him play. The live lobby. We have a Luvu live solo tackles live line. I mean, I'm in. 
Let's keep building. Uh, oh, we can we do solo now? More Frankie Louvu. Breaking news. Yeah. Panthers wide receiver Adam Thielen just became the fifth undrafted player in the common draft era with at least 600 career receptions. That seems like a completely overfitted fact. <laughs> the fifth undrafted player in the common draft era with at least 600 career I'll, receptions. So here's a question. Who are the other four? I don't know. <laughs> I, was Steve Largent undrafted? I feel like that was part of his story. He's a Hall of Famer. No, he was yeah. a fourth round pick. I made that up. That's what I like to hear, Johnny. Let's get him to 603. Yeah, there we go. That's how you do Jimmy it. Smith. There you go. Kevin's got one. Jimmy Smith was. There it is. Oh! Is that Chuba? Oh! He forgot how to catch. Welker was, uh, was drafted, was he not? I think Chuba was in there. Oh, yeah. Well, Adam Peele Chuba was undrafted? No. Ooh, no, no, no. Sorry. I think Chuba was in the game there. Six, six yes, get to 603 catches and then retire. Edelman was the seventh rounder. Welker's correct. Jimmy Smith, I believe, is Trendles in well. there. Dylan, oh no, he, he was a second round out. pick. Gretch is trying to do a sporkle without the sporkle right now. I'm, I'm playing sporkle <laughs> on my own with the, with, the, with the chat. So, Welker's the only correct one we've gotten so far, guys. Oh, Complete. there it is. Oh, that's not Felix. That? That's Mingo. That's Jonathan Mingo. Mingo. You got to go for it. Way to get the rookie. Well, at least it was not Marshall. Go for it. Go for it. You're moving the ball for the first time all game. Show some guts. It right? looks like they might. Oh, no. God. Come on. Are you Cowards. kidding me? Cowards. Oh, I saw people picking up. Charlie Hennigan. That's a made up name. You guys are sick. Dude, this Charlie. is like, how do you not go for it here? That is egregious. Charlie Hennigan only had 410 catches, but was an undrafted wide receiver. What the hell, Chipsy? You just made this up. This guy played in the 60s. He's undrafted and was close to being correct. Had a 100-catch season. Where did that come from? Never heard of this guy. I'm impressed. Chipsy knows ball. Oh, Steph. (laughs) This game. (laughs) Who do you think regrets <coughs> more, Steph? You agreeing to manage all of our waivers or us agreeing to live stream every Thursday night football game? <laughs> Probably you guys. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The Rod Smith. Check out Rod Smith. Wow. Sorry. I, I'm I just want to know who's in charge of scheduling. Like, they just need to schedule better games. Brittany's cousin's here. And she was like asking me about. I went to grab the beer, and they're like, "Oh, how's it going?" I was like, "It's going good. The game's real bad." And she's like, "Well, who are you, who are you rooting for?" I was like, I, "I don't care who wins. Like, I'm just rooting for players." And she's like, "Oh, like, well, if the game's bad, like, which players are cute at least?" And I was like, "I think it's pretty ugly teams too. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I've got anything for you there." But here's the thing, though, guys. Did you tell her about Jason Kelsey then? Oh, that I would. Yeah, no. and I'm, I'm sorry. As a girl, I don't. I don't see that one. I don't see why he's uh, sexiest man alive. Go off, Queen. Just, uh, I'll say this: it, if we would have done ship cast for Dolphins, Chiefs would have been terrible. We did ship cast for hmm. Bengals, Bills would have been lackluster. It's almost let. It would have been more tilting to have this like incredible matchup. And then it just be a sad trombone versus at least we knew going into this game that it was going to suck. All the That's island true. games have a problem. The NFL has has a product problem. I mean, <laughs> red zone well, is know, the only thing that saves it. 
Red Zone saves it for sure. And honestly, I think that might just be Scott Hansen. Like, he's so good. Yeah. Because in the hands of not Scott Hansen, Red Zone yeah. is not as good. No. There's just yeah. no way. Getting back to he, the Jake Trowbridge conversation, I mean, what Scott Hansen, like, it's that's so hard to do what he does. It's the Next energy. It, 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 it's not too much energy. It's not, not enough energy. It's just. And he's got people in his in. ear. Like, I, I yeah. don't know where I was. I was recently telling the story about when I did some live TV with CBS. And, like, when they were in my ear, it was hard. Pete, you do serious. Now. I did serious as well. Like, when they're telling me the commercial break's coming, I stopped talking to listen. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, how much time do I have to, like, counting down? It's like, how do you finish your sentence? Like, <laughs> Yeah. No, I did. I've done a little. And, like, they'll talk. You'll be talking. And they're like, five, four, three. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. I know how numbers work. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know how numbers work. I couldn't do that. Like, that would. Let me guess. You're gonna say two next. No. <laughs> um. Oh man. I don't know how Scott Hansen could possibly do that. I mean, these guys are so talented. Yeah, they're asking we, uh, if Hansen could get into the Hall of Fame. He should. I don't know what the rules are there, but he he should. No, I definitely. He's done more for, and I think he's done more for the NFL than almost like any other broadcaster. Yeah. I'm yeah. not kidding. Uh, betting uh, also helps the games in the NFL. For sure. Without having a sweat, I don't know <laughs> how you could do so, it. So two things. Next week could actually be fun. Let's get T. Higgins back, but we got uh, ravens Bengals. That could be oh, fun. Yeah. Those games always oh, yeah. go one or two ways, right? It's either like a gross divisional slog or like a full-blown shoot. I'm optimistic on that. I, I think yeah. that's that'll be good. Even if it's gross, you're talking about probably like – Good, interesting, gross. Like you have the Ravens defense probably doing some cool scheme things. You have Luana Rumo, who Robert Mays was talking about a bunch, doing some interesting scheme things. It's good players playing good football. It's not this, like what we're watching yeah. right now. Um, someone asked in the chat. So our schedule for Thursday. So we will we will not be doing a Black Friday game, but we will have our quintessential Wednesday ship chasing drunken day before Thanksgiving live stream. So we get a bunch of our friends on, we'll get Spags and Lord Reeves and everyone we get coming, rolling through. And uh, we build DFS lineups, we'll do drafts, throw some cocktails back. It'll be a grand old time. Sounds amazing. Sounds fun. Yeah, that's gonna um, be, that's a fun one. Yes. That was- that This was has nothing to do with us, but I always, I always just love the, the Yoni dink where they get drunk. For the Thanksgiving. Oh, that's the uh the playoff challenge Friday yeah. night episode. Yeah. No, 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 not no, they're their Thanksgiving episode. Their Thanksgiving, yeah. This yeah. isn't I, I'm not plugging ship chasing. I'm just saying a thing I like. <laughs> Adam complains about Thanksgiving food. Well, I had Thanksgiving the, food. One of the very first like the one of the first shows I did with Leone was like the drunk leone dfs build i did this was back when i was doing my shows oh, yeah. for photo grinders and leone got blackout yeah like legit blackout i was having to tell him where to put his mic um that's how <laughs> that was like that's when he wore all the hats and everything yeah yep. that's yeah 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 that was a fun but, uh, one the thanksgiving one was the one two years ago where daigle passed out in his hotel room mm -hmm. on camera. Mm -hmm. Like it was yes. just, he was just there. Uh, that was a fun nowhere one. Nowhere to be found. Yeah. We were a little worried that he was like still with us because it was, oh man, we needed, the oh, we got a penalty flag. 
It's probably on the defense. We need them to punt because we need Carolina to have the ball. We need, we need Chuba. Yeah. We really need Chuba. Yeah, Chuba's boning us. How many catches do we need for Thielen? Three? Um, I think we might need two more. Or maybe three. I think yeah, we need – was it still. six or six and a half? Yeah. Six and a half. I think it was six and a half. And then uh, – It was on the defense. Chuba's looking on the pretty – core. On the core, we need three more Thielen, and we need uh, – Oh, he switched it to pass interference offense. Wow. Third long. Called it on DJ Moore. Wow. That's good. They're gonna How are to our fibers looking from the pregame? Yeah. Clear pick play. Pregame fiber. So well, all of these are going to have the core, right? So like the Chuba in Thielen gets it there provided Darnell stays – that's lower a terrible than call. 28. That was a so, really bad. Because we have what's the under on this one? What do you mean? On which one? Oh, it's the Darnell. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's I'm saying if the core gets there, then this five pick is also likely getting there. Because it's just, right, right, right. But we need we need what a about lot the other of five? Chuba. The other fiver is the tremble. Uh, but it's still everything. The, the other and five Lulu is probably gonna there. get okay. there too. Lulu's already yeah, got no, that's, I'm already there. fucking Lulu. So all Lulu. so that what does that seems Lulu was the biggest five. no ball to, I mean just an easy we should have put him on the core, dude. We should have put him on the core. Yeah, it's just so much ball to know there. The the um that was a bad call. DJ Moore's not happy. No. Just basically, Chuba, if man. we get if we Chuba. get Chuba and Thielen, uh we could basically sweep. Uh but yeah. That the it's Chuba not looking one great. feels, feels but it's way possible better. if Thielen has a few catches, they drive down and then Chuba gets a TD. I mean, that's a pretty easy way of getting it. Chuba's a long way out, but we need the Chuba TD to suck out. That's the way look at this. It. Look at this short field here. We need three catches and a Chuba TD. That feels fairly large. Yeah, this this yeah. punt was yeah. egregious. Yeah. I mean, forty this yards for a Chuba TD. This is big. Sure look at this Bears guy. <laughs> He's got a wearable. <laughs> Um, this woman's angry. Steph, I'm hungry for some Taco Bell, guys. Yeah, Gretch is gonna start ordering some Taco Bell. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you get out of here so you don't have to be subjected to a, a front row seat to our, our tilting. Um, but uh, anything else you would like to tell the good people? Obviously, they need to subscribe to Fabulous. It's now a two parter. You get the home league edition out earlier in the week, and then you get the high stakes uh, version later. I got that link down below. Anything else? Now just keep an eye out. We'll, I'll try to put some playoff strategy stuff in there, and you know, maybe I'll never know I'll, I'll, what I'll write up. I'll give you some thoughts oh, about that. Sounds everything idiot. going on. No. <laughs> All right. Maybe I don't have anything. I'm just trying to you know stir stir it up. Maybe a day in the life of Bella, like a little uh, write up Ooh. post, could be fun. How about something like that? There's a hold. Shit. Um, That's not how we need it. It is Steph Miller. Subscribe to her newsletter. Fabulous. I have the link down below. Steph, always great catching up with you. Thank you, as always, for all of your uh, hard work on the uh, on the waiver grind. You're welcome, guys. All right. Well, let's hope we hit some of these pickups. Let's do it. We'll see you, Steph. Have a good night. Bye. Later. Um, <laughs> Pete leaves too. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even close down the street. Yeah. I'm not, Clay's trying to get me to take a pole of whiskey. This is I mean, it's a it's a school night. I gotta take my kids to school tomorrow. 
buddy. Like, we're not <laughs> drinking out of the fifth. This isn't draft. Chuba. Yeah. Ooh. That's some Chuba yeah. points. That's what over. That's, flags, oh, man. it's a flag. Ah. It's a flag. It's a flag. Ineligible downfield there. Had to have been, right? That was a slow developing rip a bong crash. That I can survive in the morning. That's a that's a more likely scenario than me. Smith offensive that, interference? Fast interference, yeah. Similar shit. Right. Bench him, dude. What has this guy ever done in his life other than return really a touchdown that gave him their only touchdown of the game? Why are you blocking already? You don't have to do that. Dude. That's also just a ticky-tacky. Yeah. He's, call. I, that, he's I mean, close enough to the line of scrimmage. Isn't that legal? Like, yeah, I'm not listening to the game, obviously, but doesn't have to be like went half a yard too far or some shit. Go yeah. Chuba. Okay, now Chuba's getting carries on first and 30. I love first and 30. That's when the Panthers' offensive playbook really opens up. <laughs> you can do anything on first and 30. It's actually true that you can do anything on first and 30 because uh, it sort of goes back far enough where nothing matters anymore. First and 30, run it. What the fuck? I hate this so much. I was Samuel. You are, you are my inner monologue right now. The, 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 but the thing that's cruel about that joke is even though you're completely right, you should be able to do anything. I feel like 90% of first and 30 play calls are an inside draw or handoff. It's like, let's just get four back and then we'll be fine. But yeah, no, yeah. Second exactly. and 26 is definitely fine. And it should be the exact opposite. You should be attacking, obviously. I mean, I don't need to tell you guys that, but good Lord. Try well, to make I it mean, second and 25 at least. Second and 25 is so much more manageable. <laughs> Second at 27, you're not going to get there, guys. I mean, you should be like, yeah, trying to pick up 15. Yeah, you should be trying to pick up at least 12. I mean, do something. Coaches give up. And, and, and one way to think about it is you need, we need two 15 yard plays in the next three downs. So, yeah. Let's try to get 15 yard plays. Also, I, I was just going to say where they're out on the field, it's it's maybe four down territory because of that bad punt they backed up. But if you can get like 24 yards in the next three plays, that fourth and six would be a go, I think. I don't, maybe yeah. it would be a field goal at that point, but like you should be trying to get 24 yards in the next three downs, even if you can't get 30. The other thing is that like we know Bryce Young's not really going to bring anything consistent to the table, except so a bunch of completions. Yeah. Well. This guy's up to 11, <laughs> up to 11 completions, Pat. Watch your, watch your mouth. He's up to 11 completions. Yeah. <laughs> what do we need? 17 and a half or something? Good Lord. We're fucked. Yeah, I, I would, <laughs> I would Second and that. 27 is a high completion down right here. We're getting a completion. Hopefully the feeling eight, for five eight yards. Easy game. Easy eight, eight game. More. Oh, yeah. I think we the next two down. Adam Thielen has four catches for 22 yards. That's a rushing line. The These fuck? ads feel so long that I'm I'm wondering if the NFL is like canceling this game. Behind the scenes, it's like we can't no more. This game's so bad. Pat's thinking about going to hang out with his parents right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. I desperately wish I was just you could take a California burrito right now. Go for it. We need a TV so bad. Mm. Oh my god! I was looking for my phone and I'm watching the game on it. Oh god, I've had some bad moments. <laughs> wow, maybe you shouldn't take a shot. Oh god, <clears throat> it's all right. This is what's gonna happen. 
Chuba's going to Bra- suck out a TD. We're going to get Bryce there. Young has a hundred. going to come one catch short. That's what's going to happen. Bryce Young has 104 passing yards against the Bears, and 45 of it was that one pass to Strachan that we went nuts on. The rest, the well, rest of the game. Love that I was taking him over CJ Stroud in drafts. That definitely feels good. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Look Chuba. That. That's how you set up third and 20. Uh, third and 20? Third and 21? Third and, third and 20 nice. is very manageable. That's a great play call because it gets the ball in the hands of one of your playmakers for completion. That's so right. I just think it's a good play. We're we're so, so broken. We're ball. getting Chuba exclamation parks after like that's a three right. and a half yard catch. We we're need it. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I mean, he's oh, third and seventeen, guys. If they can that's get eleven so yards manageable. here to Chuba specifically, I would say eleven yards puts effective. you in go for it range. Let's go. Yeah, right. We didn't we just watch it. That oh, oh yeah, start. I mean, uh, come on. Encroachment. Encroachment. Ben, you definitely drank whiskey. I know I drank a lot. I drank it like <laughs> fast. It was bad. It's hitting. Ben me. said full start and then did this. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was very bad, but Pat, I, this I, is I, the real question. Your silence has been deafening. Have you had a California burrito from Ortiz? No, I haven't. Come on, oh. dude. Fix your fix your life. He's like, I'm living a pretty good life right now, actually. <laughs> Things are pretty good. Just haven't had a California burrito from Ortiz's yet. Or a California burrito. Fix your life. <laughs> Third and 12. Now now they can get like eight yards here and be in fourth and four. And they'll probably kick if they do that. Oh, God. Let Chuba cook, Bryce. Chuba. He's open. Chuba. Chuba. Make a man miss. Make All six right. man miss. There you go. Fourth and six. This is what this was the target number. Fourth and six. Now we get the Frank Reich uh, decision moment. You guys wanted to play Chuba's receiving, and I did not like that. It's gone over. You guys were right. That second half receiving is good for the second half builds. It's over. That's his third catch, right? Yeah, he's up to 4.9 fantasy points. I think that's pre. He's up to four point nine. No, that was his. I think that's pre his third. Is that pre? Okay. I think you think that was before that third down catch. They are going for it. The fourth and six is live. Let's get it. Oh yeah. Come on, Bryce. What's the feeling? There's nineteen flags. Oh Oh my god, that's Tommy Tremble. They're gonna decline it. It's it's like defensive closing. It's gonna get declined. Unless it's offensive pass interference. Tommy Tremble on a scramble drill in the fourth quarter. Two fouls on the play. Oh, no. They're both, both declined. Tommy Tremble. Tommy Tremble. Tremble. Shit. Did we play the over? On the, at halftime on Tremble? No, we didn't end up doing it. Didn't <laughs> <end up. laughs> Come on, Crutch. Remember the point five that we were talking about? That's the first thing you said at halftime. You were like, Tremble's down to point five. Oh man. How how many yards was that? It was a lot. Eleven. He's up to eleven. Fuck. What was it? Nine and a half? Yeah. Blackshear's in at running back now. Fine Thielen. Why is Blackshear in? 
Why would you ever play Raheem Black? I mean, I get benching Miles Sanders because you like Chuba Hubbard, but Chuba Hubbard's like a really interesting back. Like, why are you going to your third back? All right, this is what we need. He's off, he's off. I'm manifesting it, guys. Adam Thielen catch. Adam Thielen catch. Chuba punches it in. I just manifested it. That sounds great. I like that. Yeah, maybe. Wait, so someone was saying in the chat here that that there was a better burrito place than than this place you're saying I should need to go to. Yeah, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, Josh with Frick says it's not the best. uh, Josh with burritos. Look at that easy completion. Oh, right, come on, up to 15 completions. Yeah, but the Sanders, dude. Mm. Murphy's scratching. Hang on. Oh, he's scratching there. Uh, third and five. We do need a mother. This is Adam Thielen territory TV. right here, if I've ever seen it. This has been a good drive. We're back in. We're back live on a lot of stuff. Other than the tremble, the tremble catch wasn't great, obviously. Oh, catch the ball, me. Wow, I'm behind. That was Terrace Marshall. They're really going to kick a field goal here? You can't kick a field goal here. You absolutely donkeys. That's P.I. That wasn't P.I. This make It makes no sense. What That's were you terrible. going for it? No, because then, then the second field goal, and he's got to make them both because you can miss field goals. Is just for the tie. The TD gives you a one-point lead. There's a big difference between no forcing sense. OT and taking a lead. I hope he, he should have missed I wish it. you would have missed that. Oh, God, yeah. What a terrible decision. I thought Reich was a good coach like three years ago. It's been quite a fall from grace in my mind. Dude, normally I like to think we can uh... – Wait, what was this? Oh, never mind. Um, man, yeah, this is this is what this is actually what we need now is overtime. That's probably our savior. I'm so torn. Overtime for our pickums or not overtime, so I can go to bed. Which one do I want more? Bill Bill Barnwell's <laughs> tweet. I'm not usually phased by low quality football, but calling a run on first and thirty might do it. <laughs> That's a great tweet. <laughs> oh, man. That's fantastic. It's like the thing about the NFL that's so interesting is I feel like I get to usually in May or June, I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like we have any total, totally like incompetent franchise. Like those idiots last year are gone now. And like everyone's at least okay. <laughs> and now I'm like, God damn it. If, you know, there's several franchises. And we already talked about Arthur Smith, but there's, you know, Josh McDaniels loses the locker room immediately. Uh, and next year we're going to feel the same way, right? It's like now, now it's like they got replaced by decent coaches and then new coaches will reveal themselves as donkeys. It happens every year. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, this is this is the question on everyone's mind. Kyler Murray back this week. Call of Duty's dropping at midnight tonight. 
But <laughs> it's terrible timing. It is it is it is just on it like it's it's such like a hack uh Kyler Murray uh storyline at this point, but it is beautiful that it's happening. It's so good. It's almost Murray like to honor him. him. It's almost yeah. like in honor of him now. Yeah. It's like here's the thing though. Does Kyler need what 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 would he be doing otherwise? You want him to watch film of Arthur Smith's? Team? Nah, he's good. Let him play fucking Call of Duty. Doesn't fucking matter. He must play a lot of Call of Duty, though. I don't blame him. Live your life, bud. I blame him a little. If he's playing, <laughs> playing as much as it seems like he might be. <laughs> seems like he's getting in the way of some stuff. Save the, <laughs> save the Splash Zone uh, targets for Pat Grain. Let fucking Kyler Murray play Call of Duty. <laughs> I mean... I, I like video games too, man. Do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I like video games so much. I don't have a system right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I called you out on. I didn't. You, I've never. You've never struck me as a video game, dude. No, I like them. I, but I like the. I like the big like open world games that like you just like get lost in forever. Um, you like so to I drop just, a bean and just get fucking lost like, in an immersive experience. How was Joshua like, Tree, by the way? It was nice. Yeah, rock climbed uh, for the first time. Oh, I've done nice. like some ropes course stuff, but never really. Uh, yeah, it was sweet, dude. You like the the hooks and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or did you it's just like fucking great climb? No, <laughs> no, yeah. no. I was because you're up pretty high, um, and it was like a legit. I think it was probably was like pretty easy because, um, the handholds are like really nice. You know, like there's like the rock, there's whatever. I, I think it's granite or something, right? But the that particular face has like plenty of places where you can find a really good grip and that makes it like a fairly easy climb, but like, it's like pretty flat. And at the end to get to the top, you have to like, there's a crack and you have to jam your foot into the crack, like sideways. Like you have to like get your foot up and like jam it in and then get your other foot up. And now you're like spread Eagle. And then you like, got to like hoist up while you're jammed <laughs> into the wall. And then you gotta like scramble over and like you like you kiss the carabiners is like I, I made it. So yeah, but I'm like the like the care I was here and the carabiners were like here, and I was just like, I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna kiss these carabiners. <laughs> <laughs> I'll blow a kiss. I'll blow a kiss. Yeah, yeah I literally, I literally at one point like see the lip tap and I like, tapped them and I was like, no, fuck that. Like I got all the way up here, like I gotta scramble up. So I like got, you know, and I'm like, I'm literally gonna fall, but it doesn't matter if you fall because like it doesn't matter realistically, but you're still like, I don't want to fucking fall off this wall. So yeah, Brittany like scrambled up. I was I've never seen anything more nimble in my life. She was just like, got all the way up. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh man, would you she say your? She'd focus, never done it either. She loved it. Was your focus lacking because you dropped a bean before? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, none of this happened. But you know, it, 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 immersive. Experience. I've never even been to Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> All of a sudden, we like smash cut to Pat in his living room with a VR headset on, and he's like, "We're just out of reach, man." Oh man, that's pretty good. Was it so, like a um, group thing? Like, did you? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so Brittany's friends who, um, uh, when we moved out here, we threw some of Brittany's friends, uh, a couple that moved out here like a year ago, they met uh, a group out here and uh, two couples lived in the house that we're now renting. And so, mm -hmm. so through this group is how we found the place that we're staying in. And um, they invited us out to Joshua Tree and it was awesome. We like... We stayed in an Airbnb because we just like did like a couple nights, um, but they were out there like camping from like Wednesday through Sunday. And they do it like every year, so it was pretty sweet. Uh, I got to look at the stars. Jupiter was out. Took out the binoculars. You could see Jupiter's moons and stuff. Pretty cool. Nice dude. That's awesome. That's nice. Yeah. They just run it on second and ten. We need a, we need a punt. So, did Komet yeah, he, go over? I wanted to ask you. Yeah, I was over. just gonna pull that up. So Komet went over. DJ Moore and Bajent though are still a ways off. Yeah, Bajent. I mean, we we needed a Panther score there. That's why that fucking yeah. field goal was so. I tempting. know. There was a deep shot, Bajent to Moore, and he just threw it out of bounds. Yeah. That was the play. Brandon just burned me so good. Pat always starts as a mage, but ends up a stealth archer, which is so fucking true. Dude, I don't know if you that get means. that reference, you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't buy the games, Pete. I'm sick of being a stealth archer every time. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> no, because <laughs> in a lot of these games... If you go the magic route, you will be very powerful in the end, but it's hard, and you got to eat shit. But is it's this Dungeons and Dragons? Just... No, it's not Dungeons and Dragons. It's like your your Skyrims of the world. Skyrim. Okay. Yeah. It's more world fun to Warcraft. sneak around and you fucking. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah, I, you're right. Follow the thread. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's more interesting in this game. I, I would say. <laughs> I genuinely. Was trying to figure out what come for the going. football, no. stay for the mage and Skyrim talk. <laughs> this is the opposite of Robert Mays. I'm with Kevin. <laughs> what, what the other, the other games that are good. Just think we can get, we can have the fucking walk throughout on a Wednesday if Pat wasn't just playing fucking video games all week. Yeah, no, that's what I'm telling you. I don't play video games now. That's no, why the walkthrough like exists. You sure know a lot about these video games for not yeah. playing them. I sure I'm do. Still, I mean, Google I when Skyrim came out because it's it's about fifteen years ago. I will not Google that. That's that's a. I I play more video games during the season than off the season because I get done writing and I just like I need to just go veg for a little bit. Like my <laughs> brain needs to not work. So I've been playing uh, the Zelda game. I think I told you guys this a few weeks back, but the Tears of the Kingdom, the new Zelda game. What are you, Fun. fucking nerd? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just talking about fucking mages and something or other. I don't know what the fuck you were talking about. What are you, a fucking nerd? This is like, I love that we have big off-season energy right now. This feels like a February, like, oh, God, it is. Ship it is. Yeah. We're in the heart of the season. That's, but, I mean, that's what the Bears and the Panthers have reduced right. to. Yes. We uh, don't have Top Shot brain anymore. We have fucking Skyrim mage brain. Hey, the chat is with me. Skyrim. The chat is with me on Skyrim, dude. 
<laughs> Elder Scrolls is legit. You don't know that, but that is also Skyrim. That, that's a support for Skyrim. Elder, Elder Scrolls. Scrolls. Oblivion, because Oblivion was good. Morrowind was the first game. That was a high school game. And that game... These are like, not words. Doesn't what even age. Morrowind? Morrowind. So... <laughs> These games exist in like a gigantic universe that they just made up, and that each game takes place in a country within that universe that is also massive. And then you just like explore the country, and people are like, "Hey, man, there's a dragon over there. You gotta fucking help." And then you're like, ah, "You know what I need? For Bryce I need more of winning from him." Is, is what there I need a Mordor in this land? Because <laughs> no, it's, I feel like you're describing Middle it's, Earth. It's it's like it's like it's like Tolkien stuff, but it's a different world okay <laughs> <Kyle> friends <laughs> this man is a millionaire <laughs> it doesn't seem great it's magical it? red dead redemption is a great take it is no that red dead redemption is the same style of game it's it's open world sandbox you do what you want i like i like ryan's take both skyrim and the new zelda are awesome pete is the odd man out <laughs> enjoy working out pete Enjoy having a life and doing and doing things to better yourself. Hope you're doing good with your family. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, we got a new mystery here. What's that? Where is this? Is this the Nathan Yankee? Or is this just an imposter? Oh, Nathan Yankee. No, it's a different. There's two different Nathan. Oh, is no, dude. Two? I think okay. I got Yankee Feeling. on the side here. Feeling. Right. No, the other Nathan Yankee has an H. This guy's been in the mentions. Okay, on, on I was gonna Twitter, say, right? yeah. go back to Snapchat, hey, you know what? dude. I'm All still right. psyched. I got this Nathan Yankee because he's because he's also. Well, right. I want to ask him: Are you Yankee? Not him. Are you Janky? That's I wanna know. exactly what the real Nathan Yankee, who's supposed to be charting Snapchat, <laughs> would say if he was in our chat. That's exactly what he would say. But Doesn't why would prove he... anything. Why would he take the H out of his name to, to disguise to himself? To throw us off the set, but still get the cloud. One letter? It's plausible yeah, deniability right. when the PFF overlords. Oh, my God. Did they not get that on third and one? They're going to punt now. They just ran it straight ahead, didn't get it, and are going to punt because they're there's no way they're going for it. You, you can't. Dude, this is the Bryce Young tush push right here. Here it comes. God. Maybe that's going to punt it. He's really Dude, good. he's going to punt it. They got their timeouts. There's five minutes left. He's going to punt it. Dude, look at this guy. No, no, no. Oh, he's going, going for it. For it. Well, Let's go. Thank you, Frank Reich. It's not the Panthers. It's our Panthers. This is huge. This is Tush push. Like... Bryce Young tush push. Push his little tushy. <laughs> what is oh my this God. play? What? They just faked? Right. Oh, my right. God. That was a disaster. He almost swerved out of it. He right, yeah. He's so bad. Right down to so holding bad. the ball in his right hand. Why don't you oh switch God. that forward and reach it across? That was a disaster. Oh, my God. What was this? He had so, so easy. And he goes, oh. reach the ball across. What are you doing holding it in your right hand? That's, that's a great way to get yourself overturned on review. You might not have got it. Like That's so bad. Uh. Holy shit. Everything is fine. It worked. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Results over process. Pushing little Tushy was so the good. Fake the fake. Thielen, and, no, no, fake Thielen. That was Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. The fake. He goes for the fake, and Miles Sanders is just gone. <laughs> He's like on the flats. 
I don't know when we're gonna redo the ship chasing intro, but I want Push's little tushy in there. It's gotta make it. It's got to make it. Play action to a ghost. The chat said, "Oh yeah. god." I, I feel like I can allow this. The dude just said his like first catch in nineteen weeks. Hey, nerd. Yeah, that's I mean, no, that's no, not. Is- Oh, come on. This is why you can't get excited about haters because the second you build them up, he knocks you right back. Yeah, dude, there's no way your best ball team is viable if one catch for seven yards, that's his whole line (laughs) on the game, is going to help your best ball pick. You could have the nuts and Hayden Hurst. I mean, it's possible. If you have any Hayden Hurst, it's because you were drafting the shit out of Bryce Young. (laughs) It's true. There was no other reason to take Hayden Hurst. No, there was not. No, Hayden Hurst was the subject of those, like, why take this guy when you can get Hayden Hurst in the last round? No, not for – I. I <laughs> he was, but he shouldn't have been. Is more there he is. Thielen. There he is. So that's, the man that's of the hour. Six right there, right? Six. six. One more. And Chuba's, Chuba's four fantasy Chuba, points man. off. Okay. That's doable. I love that Thielen's at six for 42 because I made a very specific argument that, like, this is what his line could be. So I'm glad that it, like, I didn't sound like an idiot, basically. So Brittany made chili, and my parents are here, and her cousin's here. And to have to order Taco Bell and have it arrive and explain why I'm eating Taco Bell instead of her chili. Yes. Yes. Would be really, would be quite the bit. Fantastic. (laughs) I mean, if Cuba gets there, I almost feel like I just have to. There's, I mean, I would much rather. Wow, chili. is this true? Oh my god! No way! 18. No way! It, and some he there did. were there were people on this panel who actually yeah. doubted it. We won't well, name I, them. We See? won't name them. I, I mean, mean I the, would... the, the attempts hit first, so <laughs> I, I think I would be the important actor. thing is. There's more Tommy Tremble. God, this guy. Jeez. Racking up. Did the we place. hit it? It's a, okay. Now we did. No, we did. We did. Oh, we tied it. We tied it. So now That's we need, beautiful. dude. So all we need is DJ Moore in this one. God, overtime, guys. And it could be a fucking Taco Bell bonanza around here. Oh my Woo! God. That's a thousand dollars for a DJ Moore 13 yard catch. We don't even necessarily the need overtime. Cream, baby. <clears throat> We need a score, and ideally, it to come from Chuba. Chuba and OT; those are the 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 operatives right now. So, a Chuba touchdown or a field goal? How is Hayden oh, I thought Hurst that was Thielen. Why? Why is he no, running Thielen's routes? Right, that was fourth not and ideal. two. Fourth and I don't two, know, man. I don't trust them. They might punt. They're such cowards. There's two minutes left in the game. It's a two minute warning. I know. I'm aware punt. of the situation. <laughs> that was a great great comeback great dude i'm aware of the situation i don't know if you guys feel similar to me but there's no other team in football that i'd rather have to count on than the carolina panthers in all these fourth down situations it really oh, makes God. me feel great it's bad. oh it's so bad oh. i'm gonna get another beer yeah, I should probably switch it off of the whiskey. <laughs> if we go to overtime, I'll switch off the whiskey or uh, tequila and go back to a Modelo. I'm gonna get a beer. I'll be back. All right, let's check. Let's check out some of these fucking co-host dudes. 
these guys even care about the content. It's like they only care about satisfying their own desires. Chuba, four points off. Thielen, one reception off. Same for that first one. DJ Moore, we need uh, 18 more uh, receiving yards. God, this could be overtime. It'd just be a, a boon for us. It could be generational wealth if we get overtime. <laughs> Dude, a check down. About that. Generational <laughs> wealth. Like, Gretch is going to go wake up his daughters who probably haven't gone to bed yet because they haven't even gone to bed yet. Yeah. You're going to go read them a bedtime story and say, sweeties, no need to go to college. Generational wealth just came via Chuba Hubbard. That's, that's the bedtime story you're going to tell them. I love it. <clears throat> this is what I like to see. Can't spell Taco Bell without OT. And it took me a second to fact check that, which tells me I've, had too much had tequila. Had I was like, where's the oh, a, oh yeah, and taco. Why why haven't we been using that? <laughs> because you could say that about almost any fucking phone. Oh, no. <laughs> they all have OBT oh, no. in it. Yep. Oh no. No, guys. no, Paul. Oh, guys. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Use. First of all, when Sean sends this in, it's for $25. <laughs> I'm not doing, and this is Canadian. This is probably like. <laughs> That's not even real money. Yeah. Seven, Paul. No. Finally, Two. we agree on something. <laughs> really? Is it seven for you? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's going to have an insane. He's a two because you have to look at yourself in the mirror every <laughs> night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, Adam Thielen is going to be a fucking dust ball down the stretch, but he got you there. Yeah, that's but he got you there. Oh, my God. Miles that? Sanders on no, a little get, in and out. Get, we'll take it, man. We'll take it. We will. We'll take it, but we can be pissed about it. That was kind of sick, though. That uh, was a cool little route. Look at this. You want to see some ball, no one? Watch this little. Yeah, the, the, the lines on the screen will show you. Ooh, little whip route. Pretty good yeah. route. Pretty good route. Wasn't really a whip, but it was fun. Hmm. He almost dropped it. Did you see that? You see that little? Yeah, you like let it bounce off have his it. chest. Yeah, don't like that. It's all right if Miles Sanders is playing here because when they get down in the red zone, he'll be tired. You bring in Chuba, you get the TD. Oh my! Oh, God. why are you throwing to Hayden Hurst so much? What yard like, line are they on? They're like at the fifty. Mm. So we need another first. Yeah, we need another first for sure. I don't like this offense in second and ten. I feel more comfortable when they're in first and thirty. <laughs> I just the playbook really shrinks when it's second and ten. <laughs> you never fucking, you know, I go. I'll always laugh at your dumbass jokes, dude. You never fucking stop getting me, man. That was good. Come on, the delivery. We dude. need overtime. We all deserve the delivery. It. Is perfect. So oh, good. Chuba's in. Oh, oh, Black. oh, dive for it. There is Shit. nothing more this Panthers team loves more than fourth and fucking long. God damn it. <laughs> fourth and long. They're just setting up the fourth and long. Yeah, I mean, we all are. It's it's a it's a disease. 
This is where we're all at. Mathology. Chuba Hubbard's, Chuba Hubbard's girlfriend, Sarah Moore, is a former college volleyball player from Alberta, Canada. The two have been dating since 2019 and have been going strong ever since. I'm surprised there's not a comment on how she looks. Mythology? Remember those, like, um, that fucking, like, VH1 show? They call the timeout like for third and ten? You need those to get the ball back. Now you can't get – you need all three timeouts. They're playing for overtime, and so are we, Gretch. But then we have you remember two on VH1 when they you used can't to play call Yankee. a timeout at third yes, and ten. Terrible. That's Let me talk about the oh. Do you remember the show where there was a thing was called pop up video and they would play music videos and they would put little facts up on the screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what mythology is for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's always yeah. It's you're like watching the oldie station at my in laws, and it's like Ringo Starr once ate an ice cream cone with nine scoops on it. You're like, oh, wow. That's interesting. <laughs> That's a lot of scoops. Oh, my God. <clears throat> God damn. I can't believe they call a timeout for that. I almost throw a pick. Yo, that's such a bad throw. <laughs> Dude, who is yeah, what is the range? What are I might I might honestly just take a, a field goal bomb at this point. I think that's okay. Only... Here we oh, go. oh my god! What is well, this? How many a 59 yards? Eddie Pinheiro for 59? 59. Dude, he nailed it. Oh, he's <laughs> oh way god. short. He's not even <laughs> so <close>. short. <laughs> I mean, Lou makes a good point. That wasn't good from 53. My thought was like, if you're going to kick this, then on third and 10 or on second and 10 or something, you should have ran and you should have tried to get into better field goal range. But you're right. It didn't matter because it wasn't even good from first 53. <laughs> it almost hit the ref. The ref didn't even blink. It was so short. It was so short. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's chase a fucking kicker. I wanted him to make it, man. That's what it was. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's a little short. In retrospect, he didn't nail it. Right? Yeah, good lord. <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> 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 the best is I thought for a split second, Pat was like two seconds ahead of me, and he actually nailed it. And as Pat was saying, I'm watching the ball just fucking die in the air. I'm like, really? This thing must just barely fucking crest the goalpost. <laughs> I thought there was so much more power behind that kick than there was. Man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dude. This is so frustrating. They're gonna have a. They're gonna. I mean, it's. Oh man, 
126, you really badly need this third timeout to potentially get into another field goal situation. Now you're going to be in a way worse spot. This can drive I, was I'll Bryce Young know which defender to throw it to. If guys, can I point out we have an actual sweat for $1,000. We need DJ Moore to get 20 more receiving yards. It's not a sweat unless they get the field drive. goal. Yeah. We need we need not a sweat. Carolina to get the field goal. Just hear me out. <clears throat> Terrace Marshall, lower. Adam Thielen, higher. Bryce Young, higher. Chuba, higher. If DJ Moore get We should have done a, a Bears under on that and lower. That was just terrible. I, I, I wanted more D, DJ. DJ Moore, screen pass to the house, dude. Top of the screen. 98 Manifest yards. We need, we need to get we need the Panthers against Carolina in week 10. 98 yards in the fucking house against Carolina in week 10. Find him. So, dude, we don't want the first down. That's oh, we lose. Well, I wanted game. it to DJ Moore. That was the game. Uh, our our only hope was that a feeling catch and and like three garbage time chuba yards or chuba. Mm-hmm. Does the Ronald Jones song go against Carolina in week 10? Isn't this against Carolina in Week Ten? Yeah, we'll find out because it'll 98 be ninety-eight yards to the fucking house against off. Carolina in Week Ten. In Week Ten, yeah. Wow. All right. In honor of this terrible game, let's at least uh, celebrate when Carolina in Week Ten was fun. I'm not happy. No Taco Bell for anyone. <laughs> no one gets. You know what though? We kept we uh, we kept all of our positions smaller this this week. So, Pat doesn't have to explain to his family that he ordered Taco Bell when his wife slaved over chili all day. <laughs> like, while they're here. Like, she made chili in, literally in a crock pot all day. And then I ordered Taco Bell? <laughs> that is incredibly rude. <laughs> like, just so deeply why, rude. But I was just thinking it'd be hilarious if, if you ordered... <laughs> A bunch of bean and cheese burritos and like scraped the bean and cheese into a bowl and discarded the tortillas in solidarity with everyone else eating just the chili. <laughs> right here with you guys. Sure is delicious. Man, wish I could eat that chili. That looks better. <laughs> Got to ring the bell. Oh, my God. The Bears can't even execute kneel downs. They're getting false starts on kneel downs. Yeah. What is happening? Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Uh, we bet actual dollars on this football game. Real no, money. Gee. No reports of Rojo in a relationship. <laughs> it's nice to have someone still working three hours into this game. <sighs> yeah, Pat's really the one down bad. Got to go hang out with his family after this. <laughs> Luckily for some of us, our family has been asleep for the past three hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Any final words? No. 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 All right. Let's. Can I find the right Rojo clip? There's like 19 in here. There's a LaVisca... The Rojo. We need Pat's song about Rojo, is what we need. Yeah, actually, I should try to find that's that. Probably one. Your, that's probably in your randomizer thing, right? Is it? Yeah, let me go look. Is it over here? LaVisca Hyperreal. 
Red Zone randomizer intro. No. I cashed $2 after the kneel down. <laughs> At least somebody won something, man. If Enjoy everyone that. just holds on for one sec, I'll upload the clip. PLO2PL is not going to be able to afford a Contrap Supreme, but enjoy that cheesy roll-up. <laughs> Those two dollars. I believe it's um, I, I only have it in vertical, but this is how we're going out. Let me get this. Oh yeah, loaded. let's do it. Thanks for hanging out in the worst game ever. Yeah. One sec. Don't don't say bye yet. It's gonna take about another fifteen seconds to upload. <laughs> this is how the sausage gets made. <laughs> It's been real. It's gonna be a no, good walk. Great, yeah. Check David out. Bell clip says the guy who did the David Bell clip. It has no reason to be played right now, but Kevin's like, I made that clip. I want you to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Well, come done. on. Process. 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 Trust the processing. All right, Pat must grab his guitar and play an original song and sing about why Rojo is such a great RV. A little ode to Ronald Jones. Rojo, we know you're getting cut. But don't let that shut the door. You've still got that rushing floor. The haters, oh, they're gonna hate. But we'll never forget when you went for 98. 98 yards to the fucking house against Kim. 